anything you'd ever really want to know about every public figure I have ever encountered. Most of the conversations I've had with people when I've been in a single party consent state, recorded, archived. I have shit on everyone. And by the way, you made this drive-by remark about Laura Loomer got censored, therefore Jewish power isn't real. What is that, a joke? That's I mean, not yeah, what okay. I said. Well, I think that was you, somewhat You of brought up Loomer. I didn't. In any you case. You brought her up immediately after talking about Israel and... You made some drive-by shot about, oh, you talk about Jewish power, but Laura Loomer is banned. And Israel I never said that. That's to China. It's like... That's one lose for destiny, okay? Don't do the script. Tell us about how they turn him back at the border, and that's how the numbers are. I didn't know what he was gonna say. Tell us about it, Nick. I think you said on a stream that I'm in favor of like genociding all like non-white people. You said that to Bryson Ray. Is that true? I have my head. I don't know. I say a lot of random hyperbolic shit about you sometimes. Did you or did you not? Yeah, I don't know. You've seen the VOD. I might have. I have no idea. How dare you? That's exactly how I sound like Let him get in. Let books printing money here. All of the all of the clangers out there know that I'm know that I'm like that. I don't even know affiliation. This is anymore like Trump. This is Double down on it. Double down on the Biden inflation. Double, 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 double down again. Just, just for everybody to see. Blue state time. governor and government will always be there. And you know, we that, that's why ANCAP is really the crux of it. Because if you can get rid of the government, then then maybe you're right. But if you can't get rid of the government, then it's just a matter of who runs it. And then you can certainly that's get what rid matters. Of, you can certainly get rid of things the government's doing. Right. So. Wow, I hadn't seen that part before. Holy shit. I've never let it play. <laughs> Holy fuck, I was stunned. Uh, <laughs> Damn, that shit was sick. Hello, and what? <laughs> I didn't even know that was the end of my own intro. I usually change it before then. Uh,. Hello and welcome to the Kill Stream. I am your host, Ethan Ralph, the owner and the editor-in-chief of the RalphRetort.com, also KillStream.live, as you see on your screen right there. We're having a live event in Dallas on April 2nd, believe it or not. I know you probably heard me talk about this before. A lot of motherfuckers are going to be there. I heard today that Ryan Long might be there, uh, so we can't confirm just yet, but uh, I would say more likely than not from the way he was talking. Uh, now, again, as we get closer, I may be able to confirm that. Um, I'm assuming the week of, I'll probably be, I'll probably know, you know, but uh, that's the latest uh, rumor surrounding that big event here. Uh, of course, Harrison Smith versus Destiny, as you see right here on your screen below me. Look at this. Destiny versus Nick Fuentes tomorrow on the kill stream, 8 p.m. Eastern, but... The show is going to begin much, much earlier than that. We're going to start at like 10 a.m. in the morning. 10 a.m.-ish. You know how we do. Uh, now, it might be 10 a.m. It might be like 10.30. <laughs> but but it will start 10 a.m.-ish for sure in the morning. 
I figured why not just do an all-day uh, extravaganza. We're going to have Ramsey Paul uh, call in. I might try to add some more people tonight, by the way. Pretty sure Patrick Halley will call in, too. Uh, Ramsey Paul is going to call in. Mark Collett's going to call in. You know, he's good for an hour or two. Uh, Dick Masterson's going to call in right before the debate. Of course, he was a part of, uh, as you saw in the intro, uh, one of the big, one of the big uh, uh, matches they had already, Destiny and Nick Fuentes. Uh, I think, uh, as I said before, I think that's the last time they talk, but I'm not for sure. Maybe once before. Um, but that's going to be a uh, very fun lead-in to the debate tomorrow. Shia says, "Don't get burned out. Don't get worn down." Yeah, man, I've been burning it, burning it uh, at both ends, kind of. Uh, but you know, I'll make it. Uh, Saturday we're going to do the Scott Hall watch party, so uh, don't forget about that. Sunday we might do a kill stream. I don't know. It might be Mister No Days Off. You know, I miss a lot of kill streams, though. I mean, for me, it's a lot of kill streams. Um, you know, I don't like to take off extended periods but this year i've missed more shows than i ever have really uh so we're gonna make them up one way or the other uh tomorrow we have still had some epic uh epic shows and some really long ones too but uh tomorrow we're gonna go i'd say probably about 12 hours um and so the 10 now the 10 to 12 we're probably not gonna do much just you know seeing what's going on in the news talking shit uh getting ready you know maybe doing a little light preview of the debate or whatever uh, but uh, as we move into the afternoon hours, we'll start getting guests. I might, like I said, I might try to add another guest or two. Dalton Clawfelter is going to call in tomorrow as well. So, uh, I'm pretty, I'm pretty psyched about, uh, about what we got for, I think I mentioned him in the last batch. I'm not sure. Uh, but he's going to be here tomorrow. Am I still enjoying lattes? Yeah, I had, uh, I made my own latte though today and it was with 2% milk instead of whole milk. I'm doing my way in tomorrow. So I'm hoping to be in the 250s. It's just going to be barely, uh, though, if I did make it. Uh, but we'll see. I forget what it was last week. I want to say it was 263-something. I have to look it up. I have it recorded. Surfer's been uh, putting those up on his show. I haven't really been showing them. I've been losing weight. I just wanted to wait until I got, like, you know, about to get in the two forties where it's really noticeable before I started showing it on my show. Uh, but yeah, I have been, uh, I have still been enjoying the lattes cause they're pretty good. Uh, guest recommendation in an email. Yeah, I saw that actually for sure. I did see that, uh, tonight, uh, we're, you know, Lord miles is coming on. I, he might be a part of festivities tomorrow too. I was thinking I sent him a message was like, maybe we could have you call in tomorrow. But you know what? I, I don't know. I maybe I should save him for next week. I was starting to think about that again later, um, but uh, I don't have the final decision. Um, I don't have the final decision on that uh, one way or the other. Um, but uh, he may. We may go ahead and put him on the show tomorrow. Maybe not. But uh, will I leave the debate up on YouTube? Well, that's up to Kaz. Um, I mean, if I told him to take it down, he would. But um, most likely I would say we will. Um, I don't know if you can replace copies on YouTube though. Like you can on Odyssey. I would prefer it if we could just keep the, uh, just the debate portion on there. But, um, uh, I don't know. I, I would say go ahead and, and <laughs> it'll be up on cozy and it'll be up on Odyssey for sure. So, I mean, is there something really stopping you from watching it there or, 
I mean, I guess it would stop you from watching it at like work, maybe or something like that, potentially. But uh, I mean, it is going to be up on those platforms. Maybe it'll be up on YouTube. I, you know, I'd prefer that, but you know, a twelve-hour stream, it's kind of a little bit, uh, a little bit risky to leave that up, but. We'll see. Uh, anyway, here's the bowling event. Let me finish that. Uh, all these events, bowling. Uh, Alex Stein's going to be there. Dude, his video, his Ukraine rap has 3.6 million views. I don't know if you guys know that or not. He called into our show right after. This show, The Kill Stream. Right after. He was literally in his car driving back. It's got 6.5 million views. Now, I, you guys don't know this, but... <laughs> At first, he was telling me he might just try to broadcast on our show and do the rap. And of course, I didn't know what he was going to do. He just was talking about he was going to city council or whatever at the same time, though. And I wasn't home. Like, I don't know. Maybe we could have done it, but I didn't even press it anyway. But that was, like, his idea. Uh, now, he ended up not doing that, but he called into the show right after. Uh, now, for those who haven't seen the Ukraine rap, uh, you probably have seen it now. By the way, Alex Stein is going to be in Dallas, and he's from Dallas, and he talks like he's the mayor of the fucking town. So, like, this dude is a live wire. So if you want to meet him, you want to party with Alex Stein, come to the Killstream Kingpin Invitational. It's that simple. All right, now let me... And, dude, honestly, the roster that, that I've assembled is pretty fucking stout. And if this goes off well, which I have no reason to think it won't, I really think it will... Next year is going to be all time lit. Like I'm, I promise you, I'll get even more, even more legends next year for sure. Like it's not even a question. I'm the proof when I'm in a booth spitting on the mic. Anti-vax. Putin hates all of them blacks. Putin is a bad racist. Put them in the ground, white or brown, and I'm in Plano town. And you know you just got found. I'm a pimp on a blimp. No, you can't stop my shine. I'm number 99. And you know I grind and shine. And you know I do it all the time. One more time, I'm teaching class. This is your whole path. Zelensky is a VIP. Ukraine, and I go insane. Put a bullet in Putin's brain. You know that is the plan. I'm a Zelensky stand. I love you. Vladimir Zelensky, you are so smart. What's the smell? Did somebody fart? <laughs> no, what? What can you say? Fascinate me straight or gay. I love you, and I love to grind and grind all the time. And you got that sanitizer, and you know I got that Pfizer. You know I stick it in my vein. Put a bullet in Putin's brain. Yeah, dude, this is real. Do it for the Ukraine before I go insane. Dude, he called into our show in his car coming back from the Plano City Council. Yeah, this is absolutely reality. I mean, so to speak. Let me antibacterial my body at the party. Sip it for Kelly. You know the flow. And I This dude said he runs Dallas like fucking anything you want in Dallas. Like this is gonna be this is gonna be we're broadcasting live too. Are you fucking kidding me? We're about to put on some all time content here in Dallas, dude. Private party at a fucking bowling alley filled with e celebs and fucking viewers of the kill stream. Are you fucking kidding me? Private party broadcast live on the internet. This shit's about to be insane. 
This shit's about to be all time insane. I'm a pimp, cause I own a blam. It lasts us. What's up, sir? Trim. One more time, I'm 99. And you know I grind and shine. Gas prices way too high. You got the Man, whole bowling alley. Needs to die. Gas prices way too high. Thought of it needs to die. I'm the truth and the boo. Take my picture. I'm a winner. I'm a eat you. For dinner, okay. You want to go to us? I just want to say, I love you. We need to take out Vladimir Putin, like Lindsey Graham said. Thank you, Mary Mullins. I appreciate the time. Peace. God bless you all. Prime time sign on Instagram. Thank you. We got you down. We got you down. <laughs> the next. The next. He got a fucking cheer at the. The next speaker is Brian Wellington. He got a fucking cheer at the city council meeting. Holy shit. I, you know, I knew this was going to do well when I saw it. And he sent me this. He sent me the YouTube video and it had like six views because he had just posted it while he was getting in his car. And we played it on the show right then. He posted this clip on Twitter. This has 6.5 million views. <laughs> and he's been on Fox News. Jesse Waters showed it on Fox News, like all kinds of shit. I mean, this dude's been everywhere. Like, legit. I mean, if you're at 6.5 million, that's not, oh, viral at 50,000. or And, you know, I mean, especially if, if you're not getting a lot of hits or whatever. That's big, right? Or 500,000 even. That's like, whoa, okay, shit. Even me, like, something hits 500,000 views. I'm like, all right, yeah. A lot of motherfuckers saw that. Um but 6.5 million, it's like, okay. Yeah, that's uh, that's the big boy ballpark there. That's like the full. Let's see what Dr. Fauci has to say. All bars and nightclubs in the city of San Diego shall be closed. To the Two what? years ago today, San Diego Mayor Kevin Faulkner made an announcement Sounds that would like change our day-to-day -day lives and set the tone for the months and years to come. Good evening. I'm Kimberly Hunt. Oh, yeah, the Super Chats. Powerchat.live slash the Ralph Retort. Killstream.live slash tip. Dollar Sign Sunset Squad over on Cash App. What's the other one? Killstream.live slash Entropy. I don't know if I mentioned that one or not. Also, Cash Super Chats over on Odyssey as well. Let's hear from the good doctor. I'm Derek Stahl. As we take a look back at the last two years of this pandemic, ABC 10 News spoke with the man who's been a constant throughout, through the ups and the downs. Is this where you thought we'd be two years into the COVID-19 pandemic? No. ABC 10 News reporter Jared Ahrens brings us his exclusive interview with Dr. Anthony Fauci about how far we've come with the fight against coronavirus and what the future may hold. He's been the face of the pandemic. No, he didn't say that speedrunner. You're making up shit in the chat. He said the opposite, actually. Better or worse. For two years, Dr. Anthony Fauci has led the U.S. response against COVID-19. No, he literally said he wasn't. What the fuck? <laughs> I was fortunate to get a rare one-on-one -on -one interview, and I asked him, point blank, is this where he thought we'd be two years in? No, I don't think anyone would have predicted that we would still be in a situation where... We have hospitalizations and deaths at a level like, as of yesterday, 1,300 people died 
of COVID. 1,300 Americans Tuesday and nearly 966,000 overall, a number Dr. Anthony Fauci calls devastating. But no one in their wildest dreams two years ago today would have predicted that we have close to a million deaths. But the longtime director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases told me numbers for cases, hospitalizations, and deaths are dropping. That gives him hope. But his optimism is tempered by the new, more contagious Omicron subvariant called BA2. No, not stealth. It's caused numbers in Europe to rise. Is that stealth? BA2. Wastewater surveillance on our East Coast and Midwest show a surge is imminent. Dr. Fauci told me he expects it will become the dominant strain in the U.S. over the next few weeks and erase many of the gains we've fought for. We have to be careful that if we do see a surge as a result of that, that we're flexible enough to reinstitute the kinds of interventions that could be necessary to stop an additional surge. That could mean a return of mandatory masking, especially in areas of high transmission. As he has done for more than a year, Dr. Fauci stressed the need for vaccines and boosters. He even told me it's likely older and immunocompromised Americans will need another shot. I don't think there's any doubt that sooner or later, particularly among the elderly who have less of a robust immune response, than a normal younger population, that sooner or later they will need a boost of a fourth shot. I also asked Dr. Fauci if he thought we would need variant-specific booster shots. He said no, because the vaccine using the original strain is still holding up to prevent hospitalizations. I can't wait till this guy's in prison. Jared Aarons, ABC 10 News. And this bald head fuck, too. Put him in prison, too. Fuck it. Oh, my God. Joining us now from his home in Indiana, the former vice. He's not in Tel Aviv again like he was last time. Were you guys here last week when he said he was in Tel Aviv like 1,800 times? It's President Mike Pence, and sir, nice to see you again, and thank you for your time. Martha and I were just remarking here. Thank you both. Yeah, His address is more powerful on replay than it appeared when we were listening to it in real time live. Nonetheless, let's get your reaction to what you heard last hour. Well, I think the world's been inspired by President Zelensky. Uh, when I met him two years ago, that looks like Tel Aviv to me, in not Poland. Indiana. We spoke after that, and uh, by the way, it legit looks the exact same. Uh, I, I saw at that time his uh, his strength, his poise, but uh, what the world has seen is a man standing courageously in the gap uh, for his people, and I think the the words that he expressed today to the United States of America uh, can be summarized in simply a message that that the people of Ukraine are suffering and we need to do more. And I believe that we will do more. Uh, I believe that it's important that we heed his call for additional sanctions, that we economically isolate Putin. I mean, there's one person to blame for this invasion. It's, it's Vladimir Putin. This guy Putin. supported Iraq like a madman, uh, by the way. Must be must pay. Like a bloodthirsty fucking vampire, he supported Iraq. Like he couldn't kill enough Iraqi children. For the violence that he is visiting upon the people of Ukraine, I think it's time that we transferred the MiGs, that we gave them the uh, anti-aircraft systems. And I also believe, uh, Bill and Martha, Cameron, Stetics, what's I believe up, brother? the time has come for uh, hey, I a sent you a text. I don't know if you saw Berlin that. Airlift. When I was on the border of Ukraine just last week, 
I heard over and over again the practical needs the people are facing, food, water, medicine. And I think it's time for the free world to step up uh, and work together to make sure that the people of Ukraine have the wherewithal to defend themselves and also to, to take care of themselves and their families amidst this violence. They've shown incredible courage. You saw President Zelensky demonstrate that courage in words today as well. But I think the time has come oh, for yeah. us uh, to do more. Oh, yeah. Super chat from Total No Next says, where's Hunter and Fauci? Oh, you know, I, we're going to have to do the Hunter Biden stuff. I mean, I know every fucking, you know, body, you know, mainstream conservative outlets talking about it, but it is worth talking about even here. Like, more to give them more of the ability so to defend themselves and to give them the support. It's not astonishing. We knew it was legit the whole time. Uh, there was, like, nude pictures of the guy. There was all kinds of fucking crazy ass rantings and videos and shit. Of course, we knew it was real. How the fuck else did they get that shit? The fuck? It was just a blatant lie, and they actually censored people on the eve of the election. Like, I mean, it is fucking crazy what they did. And they've never fucking answered for it, even to this day. Even now. They write stories about it. They're like, oh, well. And, and all people do is sit here like me. Well, I mean, what can you do, really? I mean, and say, well, they never answered for it. It's like, nope, they never did. <laughs> In this hour of need. Vice President Pence, great to have you with us this morning. Um, Shut up, Pence. Neon Nicker sent $3 daily reminder that Zelensky is literally a gay Jewish actor. Yeah. He does a lot more Wait. to that gap than stand in it. Oh, yeah, I guess he is gay. He looks pretty gay from those videos. You know, Thanks, with Mark. regard to this fear of setting off World War III, this is obviously very prominent in the mind of President Biden as he uh, yeah. is How the crazy of the free world like at this point. How would you navigate that? How would you put in place uh, allowing the MiGs from Poland, for example, creating, as you say, which sounds like a great idea, a Berlin airlift because we can't stand what we're seeing happen in Mariupol and these places that are completely cut off in 2022. But how do you see that in terms of navigating it and not tripping that World War III wire? Well, first, I would do it the way that we did it in the Trump-Pence administration, which was we armed Ukraine. We gave them the ability, lethal weapons, to be able to Wait. defend themselves. You'll remember for eight years under the Obama-Biden Didn't Trump get impeached for holding up the fucking money in Ukraine? Uh, they basically sent them uh, blankets Should have just uh, fucking not given meals. it to them. And, and when the Biden administration took over, they once again stopped providing lethal support. I'm glad that they reinitiated that, but we've got to double down. What what uh, President Zelensky is demonstrating personally, what the people of Ukraine, the, the war fighters in Ukraine are demonstrating is given the tools, uh, they, they're able to defend themselves and take the fight to Russia. We're three weeks into this thing, and I, I frankly believe that Vladimir Putin thought this was going to go like uh, Afghanistan went, with Ghani getting on a plane, flying away, the government collapsing, the military collapsing. Uh, but, uh, but because of Zelensky's leadership, because of the courage of his armed forces, uh, there's a different story three weeks later. So I think you provide them with more arms. As you heard my old national security advisor, General Kellogg, say a little bit ago, you provide them with anti-aircraft systems so they can shoot down those planes. You give them the MiGs that gets them farther into the fight. Uh, but the people of Ukraine simply need the wherewithal to be able to defend themselves. But I will also tell you, I, I think that this idea... Bomb. 
uh, of a 21st century Berlin airlift oh, uh, is an idea whose time has come. Can y'all think of some I, new I, fucking shit? Like, what I was the fuck? at the border, just inside uh, the border of Ukraine. Karen and I were with Samaritan's Purse, a Christian relief organization. We spoke to the women and children flooding across the border, now some three million. And uh, the reality of the heartbreak of what's happening there today, I think demands that we do more. But I think that begins with giving Ukraine the ability to defend themselves, providing humanitarian aid at an unprecedented and a historic level within Ukraine and to refugees in the region. And lastly, to continue to further isolate Putin, I was struck. Uh, Giga Ninja sent $3. What? what the fuck did you just fucking say about me, you little golem? I'll have you know I graduated top of my class in the Harvard, and I've been involved in numerous secret pyramid schemes in the USA, and I have over $300 million. I am trained. Over 300 million pilfered from the pension funds. By President Zelensky's call uh, that, that every politician in Russia ought to face individual sanctions. We, we need to, we're, we're the largest, most powerful economy in the world. We can continue to isolate the Russian economy. The Biden administration was slow on, on the draw with sanctions. They were slow to sanction oil. They've stepped that up. But I think we need to bring the hammer down. I mean, Putin must stop or Putin must pay. And I can tell you, having stood toe-to-toe -to -toe with him and looked him right in the eye, uh, Vladimir Putin only understands strength. And we need to meet this moment with American strength all across the board. Uh, sir, you've said a lot there. We're going to hear from the president next hour. And apparently there's more additional military aid that he will announce. Uh, there's some reports suggesting more anti-tank drones will enter the uh, uh, the theater there in Ukraine. We'll wait on that news for next hour. However, you, you address the airlift. You address the MiGs. What about the no-fly zone? To you, does that sound possible? Well, I think uh, what, what Leader McCarthy just said a moment ago was striking. He said in all of his conversations with President Zelensky, uh, that he's never asked for military forces from the United States. He simply asked for the ability uh, to defend themselves. And that's where I think the anti-aircraft missile systems, transferring the MiGs, giving them resources. You know, the, the problem with the United States participating in a no-fly zone is the problem of escalation, of putting U.S. forces in direct confrontation with Russian forces. I think the more prudent course, the wiser course here in the long term as we count the cost of all of our involvement here is to simply give the brave and courageous people of Ukraine the tools to be able to defend themselves. They've demonstrated incredible courage in the last three weeks, Bill, and, uh, and I believe with given the right tools, uh, they, can, they can turn back this Russian invasion. Now, I will also tell you yeah. that, that what I also heard on the border, and I heard this from relief workers, was the critical importance of food and medicine and water being brought in. That's why I'm, I'm proposing uh, a 21st century Berlin airlift. We've got to make sure yeah, we are, that the people that are staying have the basic sustenance of life to be able to hold out <laughs> uh, against this Russian invasion. Oh, God. You, you give these courageous Ukrainian people uh, the ability to yeah, this is a drawn out no yeah so if you give them the wherewithal to stand strong oh this airlift uh, they and, won't and need and a really no fly zone with all of my heart as you saw in the determination in president zelensky's eyes and in his voice that they can turn back this russian invasion and uh, 
secure uh, freedom for their people for generations to come. Yeah. Uh, do you think that President Biden has given Putin, Vladimir Putin, the president of Russia, an opportunity to control the narrative here? Because he has said, well, if you send in uh, those Polish planes and they have Ukraine pilots, we're going to see that as an act of war. How would you turn around the dynamic, the dynamic with that relationship right now if you were president? Well, uh, l let me tell you that I, I hold the view that uh, you should never say what you'll never do. And from very early on, Martha, you'll recall President Biden, President Biden made it clear that we'd never, we'd never take any action uh, in this theater, that mm -hmm. it would only be economic. And I, I look, I, I think you've got to keep bullying dictators like Vladimir Putin guessing. Uh, and, and the fact is uh, that uh, weakness arouses evil. And, and, I, and I, I, look, Vladimir Putin is to blame for the violence that's taking place in the Russian invasion today. No one else is to blame. But I have no doubt in my mind that the disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan, the, the capitulation yeah, uh, Pence to has Putin, nothing. whether it be on, on Nord Stream 2, early in this administration. I was going to try to tough it out, but there's two full minutes left. There's two full minutes left. I can't. Neon Nicker sent $3 dragging out this conflict causes unimaginable suffering to common people in Ukraine and to Russians. Yeah. Pence, that f Lindsey Graham, and all the rest of these chicken hawks have blood on their hands. May God judge them for their works. Ugh. Dude, I wanted to finish the video, but man, it's just honestly, it's two more minutes of this fucking bullshit. Like, it's honestly making me angry. To, I get angry just hearing Pence's voice now. I just, ugh. It was painful to even listen to that much. That was nine minutes. Well, President Biden is not mincing words, calling Vladimir Putin a war criminal during a news conference yesterday. He made the comment after Ukraine's president made a passionate speech to Congress, begging for more help. Nancy Cordes Pence is such a fucking robot-like person anyway. Like, I just don't like watching him in the first place. It's like some kind of automaton that they built at the fucking neocon cuck factory. Following this for us from the White House. I think he is a war The White House says President Biden was, quote, speaking from the heart about Vladimir Putin's barbaric actions when he made that declaration. It came after weeks of the White House carefully skirting the term war criminal as the State Department investigates. Putin's spokesperson called the comment unacceptable and unforgivable. And the world is united in our support for Ukraine. Earlier in the day, Mr. Biden announced an additional $800 million worth of military aid going straight from the U.S. to Ukraine. It includes 9,000 shoulder-mounted Javelin missiles, 800 Stinger anti-aircraft systems, and more than 20 million rounds of ammunition. He's also giving Ukraine 7,000 grenade launchers, more guns, and special anti-tank drones known as switchblades. I don't know where the switchblade drone is, but it sounds like it should be going to Ukraine. <laughs> You dumb cocksucker. <sighs> what do you even say to a quote like that? Like, I... <laughs> yeah, that's the U.S. Congress in a nutshell right there. Like, I don't... I don't... That's the fucking U.S. Congress right there. Lindsey Graham specifically, but I think it's just the U.S. Congress in general. 
I don't know what that is, but it sounds like it should be going to Ukraine. Yeah. I don't know how many billions we spent on that. <clears throat> Who knows? It sounds badass that we should send that to Ukraine. <clears throat> I don't even know, dude. I don't know where the Switchblade drone is, but he literally doesn't know either. I, I think he's telling the truth. Like, I don't even think it's. I, I mean, he's trying to be funny too, but like, I think he seriously doesn't know. Known as Switchblades. I don't know what is. <laughs> Neon Nick has sent three dollars. I don't know what a Switchblade drone is, but it sounds like it should be buried <laughs> in my rectum, like everything else. T. Lindsey Graham, obvious. Special anti-tank drones known as switchblades. I don't know where the switchblade drone is, but it sounds like it should be going to the Ukraine. <laughs> but all that still does not fulfill the top requests from... Did they put that in there to make him look retarded? Like... Ukrainian or President Volodymyr Zelensky. Being the leader of or to the tease us. means to be the leader of peace. In an emotional appeal to Congress Wednesday, Zelensky begged the U.S. to help impose a no-fly zone over his country. We're a superpower, and Zelensky challenged us to act like it. But a no-fly zone is something neither the White House nor most of Congress supports for fear it would draw U.S. and NATO pilots into the conflict. I have a dream. These words are known to each of you today. I can say I have a need. I need to protect uh, our sky. As a fallback, Zelensky urged the U.S. to help him secure more MiG-29 fighter jets. President Biden should allow those MiGs to go to Ukraine today. Behind the scenes, the U.S. is working to help Zelensky acquire something else he's seeking, long-range S-300 Russian-made surface-to-air missiles. The U.S. doesn't have them, but some Eastern European countries like Bulgaria and Slovakia, too. The vice president actually spoke with the president of Slovakia yesterday, though the White House would not confirm that they discussed those S-300s. And the defense secretary, Lloyd Austin, is in Slovakia today. Vlad, Anne-Marie. That comment that President Biden made that Vladimir Putin is a war criminal. We're not even a signatory to the fucking criminal court in the first place. Almost immediately after... What is what are you hearing from the White House? Because it seems that the president hasn't really he hadn't said that up until that point. The reporter was asking or shouting a question at him as he was walking through. Um, and the reason I asked, Nancy, is, as you know, war criminal has a very specific legal meaning. Um, and so to say that and as the leader of the free world, put it out there on the record really means something, which is why I'm guessing Putin clapped back. He it clapped really does back. Mean something, Vlad, and this was not an. No. The CBS anchor should not be saying that Putin clapped back. I'm sorry, that's not. Accidental slip by President Biden. In fact, he was asked the question by that reporter initially, and it wasn't clear he had actually heard her. And when she asked whether he thought Putin was a war criminal, he said no initially. Then he doubled back and said, 
wait a minute, what did you ask me? Did you ask me if he's a war criminal? And she said, yes. And then he said, yes, I think he is a war criminal. So this was something that President Biden was clearly ready to say out loud. I think uh, it's something that, that most people, uh, just looking at the situation in Ukraine, all the children, the women, civilians who have been intentionally targeted uh, would say, um, colloquially, of course, uh, that that well, we don't know seems to fit. But the U.S. had been yeah, avoiding that kind of incendiary language because there is actually a process that has to be followed, a legal process, in order for someone to be designated. Oh, uh, we want to talk about Reuben. I didn't know they had two babies from surrogates they were breaking in. Did you see that? That was somewhat uh, startling. A war criminal. There's an international tribunal. There's a whole State Department investigation that takes place. I don't uh, like Dave Rubin. I think Dave Rubin's a piece of shit. Um, and I think that uh, he's a gatekeeping. That's what I think. Chaos Acolyte sent $3. Lindsay, if it ain't sucking dick, I don't want to know about a gram. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that guy. I thought his picture yesterday was very creepy. It was extremely creepy. Uh, but but President Biden uh, clearly felt moved to just go ahead and, and state the obvious, which is that there are war crimes taking place in Ukraine. I, I want to ask you about something else, Nancy. Also, he's gotten fatter now. I don't know if that's some fucking plastic surgery he's had on his face or what, but he looks uncanny valley. I was looking at his face yesterday. Can we pull that up? I'm talking to somebody like, <laughs> they're going to pull it up. <laughs> I mean, it'll have to be me. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Can we can we show this? I guess we can. Oh wait, what is this? Oh, it's not gonna show that. Is something? What's up with this guy? Am I imagining this or what? Like, he looks weird to me now. Doesn't that look weird? I don't know. Man. He don't look right no more. He never did. Uh, did you see the picture though? Ruben proud slave. Oh wait, why is it not showing the whole pic? Oh, because why did they need two? Also, also it's just like what the fuck is that like? A little too much, like. Even for your sick shit. Can y'all just have one? They had to both. Talk about ego trip. Wow. That What, one didn't want to claim to be the bitch or something? Like, what? What's the mindset behind this? Double. <laughs> oh, I won't read that out loud. Double is something. I won't say that. They're a lot richer than me. Jewish, too, so. <laughs> <laughs> Probably got some good attorneys. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, very creepy photograph. And also, I was I was literally thinking, like, what? Why did, what, why is there two needed here? Isn't that, that's too, I'm not co-signing it regardless, but what I'm saying is, you know, even, to, it's like, okay, one, you know, I I, th I tuned in expecting to see one, and then when I pulled it up, there were two. I was like, what the fuck? 
even for me, and I see weird shit every day. I was like, this picture's weird. And also the right wingers falling all over themselves to congratulate was also fucking hilarious. The Blaze News. Others tripping all over themselves. They couldn't get to those replies quick enough to get those impressions. Many such cases yesterday. Many such cases. I'm leaving some good people out. Uh, but there were several. You can just go look at the thread. Maybe I'll pull it up here in a sec. But yeah, there were. There were quite a few. Oh, uh, oh man. If you guys. Uh, oh, man. Let's see. I'm trying to uh, discern to release here. I'll I'll just bite my tongue. I'll just bite my tongue. I'll bite my tongue for now. All right, now let me. (laughs) Mark Dice says, this is horrifying. Buying women's eggs and then renting other women's wombs to grow their children who will be deprived of their mothers and instead forced to be raised by two gay men as, quote, theirs. Any Christian or conservative congratulating them is just as bad as the Marxists. They blocked him for that. Well, he didn't. He wasn't done there. Which I mean, uh, I ain't gonna talk shit about blocking. But I just want to note that he got blocked for his efforts here. Uh, he went on to say, "Why are the conservative leaders in the culture war all staying silent about this? I won't mention any names because there's too many to list. What you up to these days? Matt Walsh, Ben Shapiro, Charlie Kirk, Jesse B. Waters." Stephen Crowder, Clay Travis, and Buck Sexton. I thought we were protecting the children and the nuclear family. Damn. I didn't see any responses there. I guess I can look over here. Uh, He said, and he blocked me. Someone had to say it. Sadly, most are too cowardly to point out the obvious these days. Meanwhile, the Blaze and PragerU are congratulating... (laughs) are congratulating such a practice in his replies. Let's see. Oh, wow. Look. Wow. Lord Miles. Holy shit. What the fuck? Dude, I just stumbled on that. I didn't see that. Huh? Oh shit! Damn! Oh, holy fucking shit! Lord Miles said, "Poor kids." Damn! This dude is like—he just doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't give a fuck. Damn. Then there's just tweet after tweet roasting, absolutely roasting Ruben. Oh, poor form. See, some of his normie fans are like, oh, my God, how could you? Poor form. Oh, God. Yeah, poor form. Show this guy's Twitter. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm glad we pulled that up. I wouldn't have seen that otherwise. Holy fuck. 
Lord Miles is a legend. Now let me see here. Fire Dave Rubin from the Blaze. Holy fuck. Did Beardson really make that petition? Somebody said sign the Beardson petition. Oh, he did. Well, it says he did. Yeah, why not? I'll sign it. Holy fuck. I don't know. I saw the picture yesterday. I wasn't even going to talk about this. Somebody brought it up in the in the audience. I had no plans to talk about that at all. <laughs> Not because I care about David Rubin and his feelings or whatever. I don't, but I just wasn't even thinking about it. Honestly, I saw it last night, and I saw Nick talking about it after my show. And then I, walked, I looked at the photo, and I was like, that's creepy as fuck. But I didn't even think about it when I was putting together this, you know. I mean, I didn't put too much together tonight because we got such a big show tomorrow, but I grabbed a few stories and stuff. I wasn't even thinking about that, but I'm glad somebody brought that up. We're hearing more and more about uh, cases, more COVID cases uh, popping up in China, in Europe. We're hearing about this new Omicron variant, the stealth Omicron oh, variant. Oh, no, the it's stealth. I told you guys. Have you heard about stealth yet? See, we heard this last week on the show, and it sounds like a fucking joke. I mean, it is, but uh, a sick one. And uh, it sounds like some shit Hollywood would think. Stealth. Like an expansion pack to a game. This is more COVID cases uh, popping up in China, in Europe. We're hearing about this new Omicron Uh variant, the stealth Omicron variant. The White House has appointed a familiar face as the new COVID-19 response coordinator. What can you tell us? Right. Uh, This was big news this morning. We learned that Jeff Zients, who is the COVID task force coordinator here at the White House, will be stepping down in April. He'll be returning to private life. He was on leave from his job as a CEO at uh, an investment firm. He will be departing. And in his stead, the president is appointing Ashish Jha, Dr. Ashish Jha, who's certainly familiar to uh, viewers at CBS News. He is the dean of the Brown School of Public Health. He led the Harvard Global Health Institute, um, and he's someone who brings uh, deep medical knowledge to this so, position. Uh, it's kind of an acknowledgement that we've moved globalist. into okay, a it. new phase. Neon Nicker sent three dollars. It's the F117 Stealth COVID Omicron DLC. <laughs> as soon as the Ukraine crisis (TM) is over, get ready for new variant (TM) and new vaccine/slash booster DLC. That dude sounded like the ultimate globalist dude. With the response to this pandemic, <laughs> science. Holy shit. This was brought in because he had a great deal of experience uh, coordinating large, complicated responses to, to, to various challenges. He was an administrator, not necessarily um, someone with, with deep medical experience, but, but he knew how to ramp up a government response to a big problem, and, and that's what what happened? We went from uh, fewer than 1% of Americans being vaccinated when he started to, you know, the 60 to 70% of Americans who are vaccinated now. But that phase is a sort of giving way to this new phase where we realize COVID is going to be with the U.S. for a long period of time. And clearly the president is looking to someone with that medical expertise to help advise him moving forward about the best way to protect Americans for the months and possibly years to come. 
Uh, Nancy, before you go, uh, Ireland's prime minister tested positive for COVID-19 while he was in Washington yesterday uh, after sitting next to Nancy Pelosi at a fundraiser. How is this affecting his trip? Um, and what are you hearing uh, from the speaker's office? Well, uh, this was pretty dramatic, you guys. Actually, he was at a gala last night, a, a big charity gala. President Biden was there. They interacted briefly, though the White House says they were not close contacts. Uh, there's a picture of him sitting with the House Speaker, Nancy Pelosi. She went up on stage to introduce him, but uh, clearly was told that he had just tested positive, got a PCR test back showing that he was positive, and he left. So at first, she announced that uh, he simply had an urgent meeting that uh, uh, that that caused him to have to leave. But later, the Irish ambassador informed the gathering she that he had, in fact, tested positive for for COVID. Um, we're told that uh, he's he's doing well. He's not very sick, but obviously he can't continue with um, his planned meetings right now, which included a meeting here at the White House with the president today on uh, St. Patrick's Day. And uh, so his aides say that they are working to try to figure out if he can fulfill some of his obligations virtually, perhaps continue to conduct some of these meetings. But obviously, uh, this is not the, the trip that he that he hoped for and had in mind, though it's great news that he's he's doing well and only has minor symptoms. At yes. Uh, terrible timing. Yes, terrible timing, uh, <laughs> because it is, as you pointed out, Nancy, St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day. You're wearing green. You're um, wearing green. I'm wearing green. Uh, I forgot I'm to not. put some You're green shit on. Fuck. Nah, even though you, uh, my great-grandmother is Irish and Marie. As you pointed out, Nancy, St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day. You're wearing green. You're um, wearing I'm green. I'm wearing green. I'm not. You're not, even though you, uh, my great-grandmother is Irish. Anne-Marie's uh, father. My grandmother is grandmother Irish. is Irish, so I, she's actually closer to yeah, her Irish roots than I am. This, and look at I know, what's going on here. And I will give you another little nugget. Okay. My grandmother's sister founded the St. Patrick's Day Parade in Huntsville, Alabama. Wow. I got roots. The other thing wow. is, I got green all day long, every day, 365 days a year. So I feel like if I miss today, it's okay. Anne-Marie, don't feel bad. I actually wore a red blazer this morning what? on CBS Mornings. And I had this coat with me, but I just had forgotten it was St. Patrick's Day. And then after I the realized that, I switched. Nice. Okay. <laughs> well, thank may you. you I, may you will have good luck all day long, Nancy. <laughs> thank you very thank much. Thank you very much, Nancy. All right, one more Ukraine. Well, then I got some video. Oh, shit. Actually, I got one more left. Team coverage continues. But I got a video. Let's see. I think it's Keith Woods and Joel responding to Beardson and Nick Fuentes. I don't know if I heard the original Beardson and Nick comments, actually. Um, but we'll play anyway. Neon Nick has sent $3. Now that's what the holiday is all about. Two mystery meat mulattoes talking about which generation bland add up to create La Cretura. With a fat white woman chiming in. Erin go bra. <laughs> uh okay. Yeah, Biden's gonna meet she on Friday. And then wait, where's this? China for military. Damn, is this 20 minutes? What the fuck? I don't wanna watch that yet, man. The Jimmy Dore thing I do want to watch at some point. Alright, maybe I'll just fuck. Those are too long to do now. I'll do the 
Keith Woods stuff. And the White House says President Biden will speak with Chinese President Xi Jinping tomorrow for the first time since the war started. Their conversation comes as the U.S. is warning. Damn, look at Xi. Just straight up wearing Mao shit now. Like, it's not even... Against China sending aid to Russia, which is China's strategic partner. Let's bring in White House correspondent Mary Alice Parks for more on that. Mary Alice, the U.S. and China just held their first high-level talks in Rome. So it was looking fresh. Why I is say. this happening now, and what's the message that the Biden administration is trying to send? Yeah, good morning, Diane. The fact that this call is happening at the leader level like this means that the White House, the U.S. government, Smash is really trying to send a message. President Biden is basically trying to tell China to not get involved here. I suspect that there's going to be some soft or maybe not so soft warnings to the Chinese government. We've heard from the White House podium. We've heard the press secretary say that the White House would be prepared to respond if other nations basically stepped in to support Russia or bail them out. There's Both. been a concern in the U.S government that 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 China might not only be considering supporting Russia militarily but has been flirting with the idea of supporting them economically, helping them... Also, yay went off on Trevor Noah. We got that story, too. ...around some of these sanctions that the U.S. has put in place. That was Russia's hope, that they would be able to lean on their partner there. And we are seeing now the White House really trying to intervene. They're trying to send a message back to Beijing that they should not be involved here and that there could be consequences. Now, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki says President Biden was speaking from the heart when he called Vladimir Putin a war criminal oh. yesterday. And she noted that the State Department he was just speaking from the heart. is reviewing whether it considers Russia's attacks on Ukrainian civilians, in fact, a war crime. So why is that significant and how could this complicate the situation in Ukraine? Yeah, Diane, I think that she was trying to say that this was not a new official position of the United States government. It did not mean that it, uh, investigations that we know the, the government is conducting have concluded. This was not the, res the final result. But when the president of the United States say some says something like this, it really matters. And I think she's probably right. It probably was an emotional reaction. Yesterday was an incredibly emotional day here in Washington, remember, that powerful video uh, that President Zelensky shared as a part of his message to Congress really resonated, really um, meant that wait, all of so this story about, um, Let me make sure I have that pulled up. Oh, I do. Oh, we'll tease it. Biden blames the Jews for his Ukraine policy. I tweeted it out earlier. I still haven't read it. I just tweeted out the headline. I can only imagine it's, it's delightful, though. Um, this war it, it, in uh, you know just in the in the most dire terms, and and I think that uh, yeah. the, the, should I do that next before? Sure yeah, I'll do that so I can talk to thinking, him. A willingness to use this kind of language. We've had so, guests all week, and I kind of thought we. I, I didn't contact Lord Moss, so it's not his fault at all. But I was thinking we would have him today, and then the more I thought about it, I was like, ah, uh, no, nah, I'll just message him today and see what he thinks about tomorrow. But now I'm thinking maybe we just save him till next week. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. We may or may not have him tomorrow. We may have it next week, but uh, I haven't decided on that yet. Um, and also depends on uh, his schedule, too. Um, and I know he just did that big trip back and forth from Ukraine and all that stuff. Well, you know, He's back in Ukraine now, I think. Or about the last few weeks, even though we were seeing these horrific images, the White House and the president had been really reticent to use that kind of language. But it seems like yesterday the president had just had enough. It, it, your question about how it could change things, I think the most direct result could be if Russia feels uh, like they have to respond to the president's words. We heard the Kremlin spokesperson say that they thought the president's words were unacceptable. But, of course, the president saying that is not the same as, for example, like an international high court making some determination that president. Putin has committed. Go ahead. Wally, 
Senior Elden Ring Killstream <laughs> Correspondent sent $3. Make sure to get updates for your review copy. Lots of good additions, adjustments, and fixes in last night's big patch. Did they put the up? Uh, I mean, did, um, yeah, I'll see. Uh, let me see if there's a new. I had to get, um, let's see. I had to get the update somewhere else, actually. They did work, though. Oh, shit. Oh, wait. That's the update I already have. What's the new thing now? I don't know. I'll look. I'm on a, I'm on 1.02.3. Uh, but I'll look. War crimes. Now, a Russian court has ordered American WNBA star Brittany Griner detained until May on these charges of smuggling hashish oil. How is the U.S. responding to that? Damn. Yeah, the U.S. has been asked about this. They're very aware of this case. They know, of course, it is such a high-profile case. She's such a star here at home. I, you know, they have been very careful, though, about how much they're willing to talk about it. They say they just don't have um, sort of privacy agreements with her lawyers to be able to talk about it. They often say that when they're trying to negotiate to get someone home, to get an American home, that talking about it publicly doesn't help. They are definitely feeling the pressure on this one, though, uh, but so far very quiet from the White House. All right, Mary Alice Parks in Washington. Thank you. All right. Now, now let's do the story. Biden blames the Jews for his Ukraine policy. Uh-oh. Vladimir's Putin. <laughs> Vladimir's Putin. Vladimir's <laughs> Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine was precip precipitated by assurances from China, Germany, and the U.S. that each of Russia's major trading partners either backed his position or had zero interest in getting his way, getting in his way. Uh, President Joe Biden's invitations to Putin to bite off more chunks of Ukraine made it clear that America was not interested in a fight with the Russian dictator in his own backyard. Surely the mighty Putin would make quick work of the Ukrainians. After all, he helped put down the Syrian rebellion to preserve Iran's stake in Syria and thereby sealed Barack Obama's nuclear deal with the clerical regime in Tehran. So why make a big fuss, especially at the same time Putin is intent on breaking Ukraine? He is also brokering the new Iran deal with U.S. negotiators in Vienna. The problem for Biden is that Putin is not winning his war in anything like the quick and easy fashion that the White House and other world powers apparently expected. Moreover, the prospect of a dictator murdering thousands of Ukrainians in Europe in a prolonged war may be a tougher pill to swallow, swallow for so-called Western elites than the same dictator helping to murder half a million Syrians. Okay, this is from the tablet mag, by the way. Biden's position has thus become difficult, even with a captive media eager to read from a script in which the President of the United States bravely rallies, rallies, uh, rallies NATO to do something, while in fact doing as close to nothing as politically possible. Luckily, the White House has a playbook for situations in which the contradictions, contradictions between appearance and reality threaten to overwhelm the ever-changing storylines about who is responsible for, say, $6 per gallon gas. The playbook, like the Iran deal, is a legacy of the Obama administration and a variation on an age-old incantation, blame the Jews. In the case of Ukraine, blaming the Jews might seem like a stretch. 
The Jewish state is a regional power in a region far from Ukraine. But senior Capitol Hill sources told Tablet that the Biden administration is trying to put Israel in the line of fire by pushing Jerusalem to mediate between Kiev and Moscow. The point is to position Israel to catch the blame if Putin doesn't relent, or the stubborn Ukrainians prove unwilling to surrender enough territory to end the war on terms that the Russian president finds acceptable. Sources explain that the Israelis have reluctantly relayed messages between the two states, but don't want to get further involved for two reasons. Wait a minute. I don't think this is right just yet. I don't think this is right this year. For two reasons. First, it's louder than I thought. It's always louder than you think. They have two reasons. First, with Russian forces on their Syrian border, the Israelis don't want trouble with Putin. Second, they see that the White House is setting them up for failure by forcing them into taking a stand against Putin. Team Biden's PR offensive blaming Israel for the failure of two-faced U.S. policy has included Undersecretary of State Victoria Nuland's warnings to Jerusalem not to help hide dirty money belonging to Putin-allied oligarchs. You know why they said that? You know why they said that? Because Israel constantly fucking helps Criminals worldwide break UN sanctions. Little known fact. I don't know. Did people know that? What? Huh? That's why they begged them not to do it because it was going to make the sanctions ineffective. They're just going to go hide their shit in Israel. Like they usually do. It's no fucking. You know, I mentioned Abramovich going to Tel Aviv. He flew from London to Moscow, then went to Tel Aviv for a day and came back to Moscow. You think he just went to Tel Aviv because he liked the food there or some shit? Like, what the fuck? He's stashing his assets. No telling what kind of fucking dirty deals he was doing. And I don't care. Like, what the fuck? I ain't trying to take his shit. Uh, I don't I don't support them confiscating Russian property, even though I didn't support them letting all these fucking Russian fucks buy up all of our property either and our sports teams and all that shit. I wasn't in favor of that either, but that's another story, I guess. Especially in, in places like London, they've let the foreigners just, you know, Russians and fucking Saudis and Chinese just buy up their whole fucking city. Like, New York has a problem with that, too. Russians especially, though, in London. <clears throat> now, let's continue. Two-faced team, let's see. Newland also said that Israel should join the international sanctions regime. Yeah. Targeting Russian assets, a regime that notably does not include world powers like China and India, which Newland failed to mention. Listen to this guy. We already knew that it didn't include those people. Those nations, excuse me. So what? Because they're not a part of it, it's okay for Israel? Listen to this. I thought Israel wanted to be a part of the West. I thought they were our greatest ally. What the fuck are you talking about? Oh, they didn't mention. Oh, oh, they didn't mention China. Well, China and India is not on. A, look, I'm not on this government side on this either. Honestly, we've talked about it many times. But that being said, <laughs> you know, Israel's supposed to fucking back our position up on this. Like what? What? They're leaking this story to the tablet too. That's how this got put out. Some fucking official in Israel's government, Oy Vang. 
The administration's misdirection campaign also relied on Biden validators from the foreign policy establishment. Richard Haas and Aaron David Miller tweeted to the effect that if Israel wants to be an American ally, it should stand with America's values, embodied by its moral stance toward Russia, which includes impoverishing ordinary Russians by crashing the ruble. The coordinated... Oh, he cares about ordinary Russians now. By the way, I agree with that sentiment, but that's not why he's saying that. The coordinated operation to embroil Israel culminated in a story last week pushed out by the White House communications infrastructure inside Israel, whose lead publicist, Axios reporter Barack Ravid, proved his false wait proved his value during the Obama years. The story, which quickly went global, claimed that Israeli Prime Minister Naftali Bennett urged Ukrainian President Zelensky to accept Putin's terms of surrender. A senior Ukrainian official claimed Bennett initiate, initiated the call, according to an unnamed source. Uh, was the story true? The Ukrainian government said it was false. Da, 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 da. I don't want to read all this. Damn, this is crazy. Let's see. I'll read the end, though. <clears throat> Let's see. Oh, look at this here. Oh, he's still bitching about shit in 2016. About Israel voting with <laughs> Kiev and then him supporting the the final Obama vote there at the Security Council when they finally let something get passed against Israel, which actually meant nothing long term, by the way, didn't didn't do anything. But still, it was a major. I mean, <laughs> it's what counts as a major rebuke for Israel. I mean, it's not really, but. The Biden administration, administration's moves against Israel over Ukraine are part of a ghoulish puppet show. Yes, the administration will sanction the Russian economy until it bleeds at the same time that the nuclear deal with Iran gives Russia a cash-rich client eager to buy Russian arms. And why not? From the perspective of the Obama-Biden faction, Russia is hardly the main problem. That distinction is reserved for Israel. What planet do they live on where that's even close to the reality? <laughs> I can't even. These fucking... Uh, I mean, that's not even close to true. <laughs> like, what in the fuck is this motherfucker talking about? Who wrote this? Lee Smith? Is he smoking crack? I mean, maybe you could position Obama. Obama was a little bit combative, and you could tell he was kind of, you know, anti-Zionist at heart. But, I mean, he still never really did anything. I mean, like I said, that major review, quote-unquote, actually did nothing. It was nice to see, but it really didn't do shit. So, you know, long-term, did that really fucking mean anything? Not really. It's cool to see, but it was one of those things that didn't do shit. All right, let's play this. They never stop. They never stop with their... Um, all right, one. so the... the all right, now, I didn't hear... By the way, I didn't hear what Nick and Beardson said originally. Uh, I wonder if I could find that. Let me see. Uh, I love all the streamers on Posey, but I dare uh, you oh. to tell me Ralph's Well, I did. I do have this uh, actually here. Hey. Hey, what's up, man? What's up? Morning. 
Yeah, good morning. How you doing? Oh, let's skip some. Uh... Book. If you're interested in philosophy, read a, a real academic, a real philosopher. Mm-hmm. If you want entertainment, watch an entertainer. But who's watching this stuff where it's like a couple of young guys just like self-serious pontificating in their kitchen? Like, that's the question is, what is this? Who is this for? What is this for? Who's the target audience? What are you trying to achieve? Like, By the way, I'm watching amateur- a little bit of this for those who might have seen it the first time around because Keith... Uh, and Joel Davis uh, put out a response to this uh, dialogue here. You know, self-proclaimed philosophers just thinking aloud, drawing on a whiteboard. Like, I don't think that's doing anything for anybody. No offense. Like, I don't have anything personally against Keith, um, but it's just like, what are we doing here? You know, and it's like, again, it has the same problems of Spencerism, which is, and that was always the habit of the alt-right as they thought, Oh, you know, if only I, if only we get the ideas right, if only we just get the exact right ideology, and and you know, I, I he's been doing these whiteboard streams where he talks about you know the philosophy of nationalism and this kind of stuff, and it's like you know, actually, it's completely unnecessary in my opinion. Like you know, Donald Trump didn't need to go to a whiteboard and talk about constructivism and positivism and all these things before he went up and said like. They're bringing drugs. They're bringing crime. They're rapists. Some are good people. They're bringing their problems here. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you don't you don't need that. And um, I maybe this is my preference, but I just think that action is preferable to talk. Like, I know that sounds larpy in some ways, but when I started my show, it was always with a mind towards like we'd want to do something. Like, I'm saying things to create, you know, like action in the world. Like, and, and ultimately it was with a mind towards eventually doing something in the real world. I just don't know what, what like these kinds of podcasts are supposed to be for, who they're for, what they're doing. Like, you know, and, and the other thing is the associations. Like, I don't know why he associates with um, the Patriot Front or, you know, I guess Patriot Front, like TRS, Spencer, Crowd, like, you know, whenever I check his Telegram, like his posts are not bad, but half of his reposts are from like some freak show, like alt-right type person. And it's like, why are you doing that? Like, don't you know that that stuff is a dead end? Like, not only is it a dead end, but don't you know that those people are detrimental? Like, and in my opinion, if you don't know that at this point, then like you just shouldn't be here. You know what I mean? Because it's been like six years or whatever of this since the Trump election. And if you can't identify who is problematic or detrimental and then just and then know how to operate accordingly, it's like what do I do you need to be explained why like, you know, National Socialist Club or you know, Patriot Front or whatever is bad news and you know, why that's just toxic for, and you know, people are cynical about this term, but like your so-called brand, you know, or what, what you're trying to build up, you know? So I look at that and I just shake my head. I'm like, this is just like amateurish. It's just like disappointing because I like the guy. And like I said, I think he's good looking. I think he's got, he's above average IQ. Obviously he's articulate, but I'm just like, no, you doing like i, I want to and i i don't want to be patronizing or anything but i want to go over and there be like what are you doing like you could be doing ireland first you could be doing something but instead you're just like doing these pontification streams with no production 
there's like no where's the charm where's the humor where's the good humor like people don't realize i mean i guess some people do but the biggest part of my appeal is the good humor it's like it's funny it's inviting i'm charismatic it's open as opposed to this just like self-serious like i feel like i'm it's i, I watch this stuff and i'm like I'm not laughing. I'm not entertained. I mean, it's it's sort of mildly interesting. But again, if I really wanted hardcore philosophy, I'd pick up a book. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't listen to some 22-year-old, like, tell me what he read online and, like, what he thinks or whatever, you know? Yeah. My show is primarily entertainment, and it's uh, current events as opposed to, like, I'm going to tell you what Hegel's all about. Like, I'd fucking read Hegel then, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, and, like, the funny thing is, too, is, like, my only real, like, interaction or exposure to the guy was when all three of us were on the 24-hour kill stream show when you guys talked. And I, was, and I was there with you guys. And I actually was, like, sitting there thinking. I was, like, sitting there listening to talk to Ralph. I was like, oh, this guy's kind of funny. Like, you know, like, whenever he, like, lets that mask down, he, I think he is. He can be, like, kind of, like, a funny and charming guy when he wants to. But then you go and watch his content. Like you said, it's just, like, very dry. And, it re you know, what? like, it reminds me of, like, like something I would watch in, like, 2017. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. like, like, that's what yeah. it reminds me of. And, uh, like, the, that's my big impression with him. It's, like, he hasn't gotten over, like, that 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 phase or that 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 sort of, you know, self-serious sort of, uh, face. And I, I, like I said, and like you said, I don't hate the guy. I don't really have a big problem with him. Uh, you know, I, I see some of his posts and I'm like, Oh, it's you know, really well read. I agree with that. But it's just this, he's got this like hang up where he can't, it, he, it's almost like he just can't not be this, he like put on this front. It's like he has to, he has to be like Keith Woods, the, the philosopher and not just Keith Woods, the person whenever he turns on the camera yeah 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 i want him to just be because uh it's, it's like it's disappointing like I, i'm trying like i'm really trying keith i'm trying to like you i'm trying to like your content because i see there's like potential there and mm -hmm. i hear his name a lot and you know i follow him on telegram and i see his stuff and i really like i'm trying to like get into it i'm, I'm looking for reasons to be into it and I, I just can't do it. Like I watch the videos and I'm just like boring, no offense, not, not like trying to be a dick or whatever, but it's like the, the, the Irish brogue and the monotone voice and the slow pace, the slow pace. There's no production. Yeah. This on is old. So the reason it's I'm like, walk, the reason I'm watching this, this is old. Yes. Uh, it's because, um, Keith Woods and Joel Davis put out a response to this today. So I'm going to play that. How about upbeat? How about, you know, whatever? But it's just so, and it's like, why does it have to be that way? Who told these people that it's got, like, you have to be as serious as possible and extremely dry and blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, like you said, trying to be the philosopher as opposed to just, uh, have a chad loosen up champ you know lighten up francis you're a zoomer you're online it's not that serious yeah. you know i mean like because like i remember he popped in and he's like talking to ralph about like wrestling and stuff i was like oh this is like kind of endearing. Matter, this guy's kind of endearing matter of like fact we have that clipped i might put that up i have that uh i had clipped that out or i had um my friend clipped that out um and it, just that part where it's just me and him have like an hour long wrestling conversation, me and Keith Woods, believe it or not. 
And his knowledge was deep too. I was like, holy shit, this guy knows his wrestling. I like this guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like whenever he shows like who he actually just is, and that I think that's just a big problem with like the all right in general. They've always had that kind of philosophy for the most part, outside of like, you know, maybe like Mike Enoch and, and those guys who joke around a little bit more. But even then it's like, you know, the same jokes, it's the same bits, it's the same everything, you know, for six years running. But um, there's like cause you know, one of the biggest like criticisms I guess for me back in the day was that I wasn't serious enough. You know what I mean? That, that was always like a criticism. Of, and I don't, I don't know if it's just like an inherently like Wignat thing where they just have it like baked in their head. Like we're getting genocide and you can't joke. There's no time for jokes. You've got to fucking, you know, be really self-serious. And I think what ends up happening with a lot of these Wignat guys, because I mean, I've had like conversations with like Mike Enoch or whatever. And he's even like said that he was like, no, I like you, Beardson. I think you're funny or whatever. But they they can't break out of that because I don't know if they're just like afraid of like losing their audience, you know, if that's what it is. But, you know, I think somebody needs to maybe tell them, it's like, look, you'll probably, you, you can get a new audience. It's not like the end of the world. You can get a new audience and you'll attract more people, I think, if you were to like kind of cut those guys loose. Yeah, well, and that's the, the biggest thing with Keith. The biggest problem is he's associated with all the... Uh, you know, the remnants of the alt-right. And it's just, you know, once again, that's the other problem is, and I said that, you know, when he he was doing a show with Richard Spencer for months. Mm-hmm. And I remember when it was the McSpencer group or whatever. <laughs> and I remember saying like, dude, he's going to burn you, not privately, but I think I said this publicly. I said like, you're hanging around Spencer. That's a terrible idea. He's, he's you know, We've seen the pattern of behavior from Spencer. He's never had a a long relationship where he doesn't implode and destroy the whole thing. And I remember saying, like, you know, what what are you thinking? Like, you're a young guy, you know, you have a lot of potential, you got a channel and all that. Like, what are you thinking? Haven't you paid attention to the last so many years? And, And then I thought, you know, honestly, but if you don't get it at this point, like, you just don't get it, you know? If you... And it's unfortunate that it has to be this way, but with some of these things, you know, you're either smart enough and have the correct instincts and you see these things and they don't need to be explained to you and you just quote unquote get it, which is very hard to come by, or you don't. And it's like, if you need, if I need to explain why that's a bad idea, it's like, well, you probably just don't have it. You just probably don't get it. And I remember thinking and and saying, I think on Telegram or my show, like you got to drop that Spencer guy. What are you thinking? It's never worked with anybody else. And then what happened? They, you know, now they're no longer friends. Now Spencer shit talks them because I don't know. There was some stupid drama with Mark Brahman, another, yeah, another real winner from the <laughs> alt right. And, uh, and I still see him, like I said, on Telegram, reposting all these morons. And I'm just like, you know, are you, do you want to win? Like, are you trying to win? All right. Now let me play some of the, some of this new, uh, new clip right here. Um, all right. So the, the other super chat that was sent on Entropy before the show started and we can finish off on this uh we've gone for over two hours we had 1800 live viewers over 1800 at one point so that's uh that's pretty cool um but the other super chat the last super chat that was sent before the show started from uh, someone called jd and he asked uh, what was my thoughts on the criticism that uh, nick fuentes uh, made towards me and joel uh last week now i did see this um, but I think a lot of the audience probably won't know what I'm talking about. So I'll show you like a very shortened clip of this and uh, then we can discuss it. Um, so let me just get this up. 
And then I'll give you my thoughts on this. Realize that that stuff actually does matter, you know. Like they the, actually play it on the clip. This is the second time this happened to me this week. Destiny sent three dollars. Ralph, I'm sorry, I went to buy some crack and it was laced with angel dust or some crazy stuff. Can't make the debate tomorrow. Nick wins by default. Sorry, I'm so blasted. Should breathing be a challenge? The presentation, the production, you may think you're like above it all by ignoring it, but it actually matters a lot. And if you're serious about getting your message across, and if you're serious about doing anything political, well, then that's your business. Like, because I there's this like, again, there's this habit that certain people, certain t certain personality types have where they go, oh, I'm, I'm above that. I'm too good for that. You know, by not caring, it's a statement, you know, you know, I, I shirk superfluous things, you know, glamour, whatever, but you need that. And if you're like interested in achieving change, you actually need to be interested in, you know, sort of like what's attractive and what's sensational and um, what's spectacular and so on. And, um, and whatever, I mean, maybe they're just, I just don't really know exactly what they're trying to achieve, you know, and they put out this like philosophy because here's the, here's the problem is like, who, what is the audience for? You know, like to me, the philosophy stuff, it's, it's deeper than my show, but it's not as deep as it could be. So it's like, if you're interested in philosophy, read a philosophy book. If you're interested in philosophy, read a, a real academic, a real philosopher. Mm -hmm. If you want entertainment, watch an entertainer. But who's watching this stuff where it's like a couple of young guys just like self-serious pontificating in their kitchen? Like, that's the question is, what is this? Who is this for? What is this for? Who's the target audience? What are you trying to achieve? I don't know. Maybe he just wants to be an intellectual or whatever. But we, we want more, Keith. We want more. We want to be brought into the Keith Woods universe, you know. And maybe that's just because he's Anglo or something. That's just how they are. They're just very dry and serious. And it's always raining all the time. And they can't laugh. And but yeah, we wanna we we'd like to be Keith Woods heads, but I'm like you know there's just nothing there. We want I'm just watching these videos about philosophy, and I'm like yeah, this is this is okay, I guess. Yeah, do a but, gaming stream. Come on, man. We need a, we need a yeah. Keith Woods gaming stream. Yeah, give us a gaming stream, Keith. <laughs> I'm give sure. us a fourth stream. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna fucking tear us apart for that one, but it's true though, honestly. All right, so just those, uh, some background so people actually know what we're talking about. So I will respond to this, right? So Nick, uh, I mean, Nick said this is constructive criticism. I don't take this personally. Um, I mean, personally, yeah, I talked to Nick before, and what I said is we're basically in, in different lanes. And, you know, Nick is kind of winning at his game, and, you know, I'll give him credit for that. I'm kind of playing a different game, but, you know, we're in our different lanes and sort of never the, the twain shall meet. And, you know, I think that's fine. But, you know, as far as the kind of um, constructive criticisms he said he gave, and again, you know, this this isn't infighting. He gave criticisms. Uh, perhaps they're, they're valid criticisms. Perhaps some of the audience shares them. So I will respond to them. Um, one thing, I mean, is first of all, his criticism is fair about um, production quality. Uh, but that is something that's improving. I mean, when I started out, I had no experience ever editing anything. I think people that followed this channel from the start will know that the production quality has improved a lot, even if it could still be better. 
Well, that's something I've, I've learned as I've gone along. You know, it's always been kind of a one-man show. Now, I have a video that I'll be publishing this week, probably Wednesday or Thursday. I was meant to publish it um, last Thursday, but then uh, the invasion happened, so it seemed like people would be a bit too distracted. Um, but I actually paid for a professional editor to edit this one. Um, and I've been weeks working on this, and he's been he's put dozens of hours into this. I paid him well for it. He also edited the um, one on the Iraq war. This is censored and on. I've also kind of outsourced uh, my thumbnails to him. So, you know, that's a, an improvement that's happened as the channel has gone on. You know, the audio has been improved. Um, I've got a new webcam. Obviously, you know, in terms of, you know, he said they're streaming in their kitchen. I mean, obviously, I would like to have a kind of a proper studio set up. But there's a couple of things that have kind of um, made that difficult uh, in the last few months, just moving and so on. Um, but, yeah, look... I agree with them that you know you can't really say you're above it all in terms of production quality and all of these things matter in terms of bringing people in. But I'd say that that has improved. Um, there's work being done on that. So that's one thing. In terms of like, there's no audience for this content. Joel I mean, my videos Joel that I published in 2022 this year, uh, I just checked yesterday. Go. So that rebel. between BitChute, Odyssey and YouTube, the average views for my videos this year are 34 and a half thousand. Uh, and now presumably, you know, they're getting views every week. So in a few weeks, it'll be past 35K. This had 1,800 viewers, live viewers tonight. I'm sure it'll get well past 20K if I don't have to take it down. Um, so my average is like 34, 35K. Nick says he gets 20 to 30K viewers on Cozy, which is very impressive on his own platform. But still, I mean, by those numbers, I have as big an audience as him, and I have a bigger audience than any of the other streamers on Cozy. So... I mean, it's just not true to say there's there's no audience for it. Now, obviously, you know, maybe I'm sure if I had Nick's charisma, I'd have a bigger audience, but you can't deny that there's he no audience there. For it. Yeah, but, but I mean, the um, uh, the other thing is, yeah, so the other thing is, I mean, his, his thing is that basically, what's the point of this kind of um, middle ground? You know, either do entertainment or, you know, if it's if it's philosophy, do something academic. Um, what's the point of, of, of any of this other kind of content? And I don't agree with that either, because, I mean, when the alt-right became a thing, there was this, a lot of it was due to lack of censorship at the time, and there was this massive proliferation of, of podcasts, audiovisual content. Um, I think we benefited in a lot of ways from that the people on the right were the only people exploring a lot of older um, sort of reactionary thinkers and ideas. And... You know, I actually saw, just by chance, uh, a few weeks back, I saw a thing where um, Nick talked to, I think it was Trudeau bristling, Tom. cozy chat bristling at the talk of numbers. Like a couple of years ago. And his channel was actually a lot smaller at the time. But in this clip, I guess I could have dug it up if I was, um, if I did more prep for this. But in this clip, um, Nick said after the interview that his project for the next two years up to the Trump election was he wanted to take traditionalist ideas, uh, things like metaphysics, um, sort of reactionary political philosophy. And he wanted to make that more accessible to people in the way that libertarians have taken kind of complex... Uh, Go ahead. Sydney Watson sent $3 looking forward to you coming on the show, Ralph. I reserve the right to finger the pee hole mad deep. What? You better get ready to gobble the bean. Those gropers have all ran in terror of my alpha female power. See you soon. <laughs> Economic ideas and made that accessible uh... to people. And, you know, since then, you've had now something like BreadTube that has taken lots of sort of Marxist... Uh, now, wait a minute. ...and, so on and say, kind of brought right. that to the masses. And, you know, they have their unique self content. You know, these people like uh, Philosophy Tube and I don't know the names of the others, but they, they have this kind of um, presentation <laughs> style of presenting more complex 
um, philosophical and uh, even economic ideas and presented in a way that's more accessible to an audience with a, a shorter attention span that isn't going to read three volumes of Capital or something. So I don't see, I mean, I just see that there is value in that. Um, you know, it's something that we did when we had YouTube. A lot of people got banned off YouTube. But even then, you can see that with um, people that were able to thrive on YouTube, there was a lot of sort of NRX uh, people. And you can see that the, the kind of discourse in the distant right became more kind of NRX-y in terms of the, the use of cathedral and this kind of thing. And, you know, it's an example of how these ideas kind of uh, spread through this way. So I think we... Again, there's no contradiction. I mean, Nick can do his entertaining streams. Um, he has charisma. He can have people covering the news. But I don't see why everyone needs to have one-size-fits-all approach. I mean, some people are very good at streaming. They have the charisma. They're entertaining. I think Nick is very funny. Um, but some people can make very high-quality kind of video presentations that can give people sort of... Deeper yeah, Neon Nick has sent $3. Guy on the left is zoned He's out. Zoning. I half expect him to start snoring any moment. Jolizona. Of things, and it's just one of those things. I mean, my attitude is like let a thousand flowers bloom. Hopefully, everyone does the best uh, they can do to their abilities in whatever field they're in. But again, having a diversity of tactics, having everyone trying different things has benefit. Um, like I said, my audience is is as big as as anyone in the kind of distant right. And in terms of, I think he also said that this wouldn't like convert anyone. This is like kind of preaching to be converted. Well, again, I can only kind of go off anecdotally, and people don't have to believe this, but I mean, I do get lots of stories of people that um, kind of wrote off the right and that encountered some of my content, and it was a red pill for them. Someone was uh, messaging me the other day on subscribe, Sarah, about uh, two people in his, in his university who ended up kind of getting red pilled for my content. So, look, we're attracting different audiences. We're doing different things. Obviously, his style is appealing to a lot of people, uh, appealing to a certain kind of people. There's also certain kinds of people that doesn't appeal to. And so why not have other approaches that appeal to those people? And the idea that, well, if you want to talk about philosophy, just write a philosophy book. Well, <laughs> I mean, again, there's there's a very popular genre on YouTube of, of people popularizing this stuff. Um and it's mostly left-wingers, unfortunately. And you can't deny that that has had an impact on kind of spreading Marxist ideas that they have started to dominate these intellectual discussions. And as far as publishing something, well, I mean, this criticism was also leveled at Joel. Joel has three publications of Firstness Journal, which is a, a philosophy journal. It's a fourth publication coming out. You know, it's available on Amazon as a book published by Imperium Press. We obviously work closely with Mike from Imperium Press as well, who is publishing very important work uh, this week, he republished a, a book by Friedrich I want List, to put out a book so bad. German nationalist economist. Um, so again, I mean, there's, there, you know, there's something to the criticism in terms of, yes, you know, obviously production quality should be the best it can be. Um, obviously, there are things that can be improved. But in terms of the overall criticism of, like, why isn't he, I think he said at one point I should be doing Ireland first, that, like, I, could, I should be doing his kind of content I just don't agree with that. I mean, again, I think a, a diversity of approaches is good. I think my approach has had success in its own way, you know, in the fact that I'm on YouTube and the fact that I'm getting those kinds of views um, and the fact that I've brought over people that I think otherwise probably wouldn't have been brought over. I think all of that is value. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'll let you in there. I've talked for a while. I mean, I guess I'll just ask you because obviously you've done a lot of telegram posts about this as well, about um, sort of anti-intellectualism in the right and just the kind of broader current of people saying, well, you know, Trump didn't need uh, complex ideas. Trump um, went to the masses and sort of action over ideas and pragmatism. Chief, fuck all. 
Yeah, so I mean, I guess you're obviously, you've responded to this a lot, so I guess this is a common thing you get as well. So I mean, how would you respond to that general criticism of like, you know, we're, we're in a war, the time for ideas and discussions has gone, you know, do something, do meaningful action. I mean, what do you, do you think about this kind of um, dichotomy that's presented? Yeah, like, I don't think everyone needs to be an intellectual and everything needs to be intellectual because uh, obviously... You know, you need to have popular content. Nick's show is entertaining. It reaches a certain demographic. Uh, he has a certain political plan that it all fits together with. Um, but for me, I see developing a kind of a political movement without an intellectual foundation as basically creating popular support for someone else's intellectual foundation because how things actually work in when it comes to, you know, how Washington, D.C. works or how you know, just any kind of, like, the kind of policy-making apparatus works is a bunch of intellectuals uh, design policy frameworks um, and then they then get support uh, through associating with various institutions <clears throat> and so forth that are interested in, in policy-making in different avenues to then push their agenda. Generally speaking, getting people elected, um, being concerned about political media, um, you know, you just end up kind of uh, creating a kind of, uh, a, a kind of PR for these kinds of uh, policy-making institutions. They're the ones that are really <clears throat> set, setting the agenda. $3, all of that guy's growth hormone went to his voice box, zero to his skeleton development, post-physique. And so if we on the right are going forward, to, um, on, on, the, on the dissident right, let's say, are going to actually put something forward um, that can become actionable in a real sense. Uh, we need to have an intellectual wing. We need to have people that are going to deal with political science, sociology, um, and you know economics and, and related fields, and, and come up with a rigorous worldview that's more than just like you know being based and being racist uh, or whatever. Um, these vague sentiments need to be organized. And, and even within our own spheres, like we have debates all the time with other people on the dissident right disagreeing about a lot of things. And these debates are important. Um, you know, decided that we're all loosely aligned and so it doesn't really matter. Our disagreements don't matter. We shouldn't infight and we're all, we should all just get together and, uh, you know, be on team racism. It's <laughs> too complicated. Wait. Uh, and the, problem, the problems that we Wait, face are, are complicated. <laughs> <laughs> wow oh, i have to hear that again we're all loosely aligned and so it doesn't really matter our disagreements don't matter we shouldn't infight and we're all we should all just get together and uh you know be on team racism <laughs> it doesn't work like that politics is far too complicated uh and the problem the problems that we face are, are complicated and require rigorous solutions and um you know just from like a technical Team standpoint racism, so, as i said before that motherfucker is um, undefeated you need answers to a set of real technical problems faced by the political system and you're not like going to get the said, like you know we should just write books and, and behave like traditional uh, intellectuals so the problem with that is uh, we've both kind of become blackpilled from the university system because if you try to go into the social sciences in universities and you push anything close to our kind of spectrum of ideas, you get fired. Like it's as simple as that. Um, so we need to build an intellectual movement yeah. that can exist outside of the establishment. Um, maybe you could re-enter the establishment in some organized fashion down the track. So 
you know, that's why we got publishing companies and publications and why we make the videos that we make, because we want to attract a certain kind of person, someone that could uh, participate in these intellectual spheres. And we want to try and homogenize. We want to try and get people reading the same stuff, getting on a kind of ideological program and uh, participate in like helping uh, people, you know, the smarter people, the dissident right, the, you know, potentially professional people that could emerge out of our scene. We want them to have a certain kind of ideological consensus and homogeneity. Um, so that can then be transplanted into the political system. So to me, it's indispensable. Um, it's not just about making videos to try and get lots of likes and shares and people subscribing to our content. It, it, it's about actually building that intellectual movement. Um, and you know what Keith has done with building his channel, uh, as well as what Imperium Press is doing or what I'm trying to do, um, is building a kind of online, uh, you know, social infrastructure of thousands of people all working together, reading books together, debating ideas together. Right, and so forth. Minute, I think that's very fruitful. I think that's going to go somewhere fast. I don't really feel like that Beardson would do video game streams. I mean, if we're going to do that, it would just be fun. Like this idea that that's really going to be relevant to anything is just ridiculous. It well, um, yeah, I mean, but I think that's kind of what it's not. It doesn't necessarily have to be relevant. <laughs> I guess that's kind of what he was meaning by it, though. Like, just y'all playing video games, yeah. That it would just be fun. Like this idea that that's really going to be relevant to anything is just ridiculous. It indicates the kind of mentality of someone who's just trying to get you know people to watch the show for the sake of watching the show that are just trying to get attention. Uh, online as opposed to trying to actually do something so you know yeah again i mean i'm not attacking either of them uh joel true swipe there I, I really don't have a problem <laughs> either of them like i said i, I find nick entertaining he's doing his own thing I, I thought it was a bit like kind of a concern troll uh you know when you get into this thing of like well whose content is like red pilling more people and like trying to compare and, and score points for that i mean i think it's just yeah, as long as people are putting the right ideas out there and they have an audience, again, I don't see the problem in, in kind of a, a diversity of approaches. But again, I'm not like, um, I'm not personally offended with that or anything. The reason I wanted to respond to that is because I thought, uh, you know, it's kind of a common criticism, um, that kind of anti-intellectualism one, um, see it in comments and stuff. So I thought it'd be worthwhile to um, give kind of a longer form answer to that. All right, there we go. There's that comment. What the... You should see all these people, refugees from Ukraine, people like you. Oh, my God. You know, you should be here in Poland. You should see all these people, refugees from Ukraine, people like you and me. Hackers fighting against Russia's Dude, information these hackers war. are out of control. Yeah. That's the biggest hacker in the world. I don't know if you knew that or not. This guy is like an insane fucking hack lord. Holy fuck. What the fuck is this? Dude, I can't even come close to explaining this to the podcast gang gang. What the fuck does he have on? You can't see it. So it's like a, it's a giant black mask. It appears to be some type of like structure to it too though and he's it's talking a little bit like darth vader he looks like some kind of sick fucking i don't even know satanic ritual i don't know what what he it's cobra commander yeah oh shit cobra commander dispatch destro 
that's the cyber gimp. Yeah, that's a good one there, actually. Are people all around the world who would like to do something, but um, since they can't buy a gun and fight against Russia, we decided to let them use their smartphones instead. This man, part of so-called Squad 303, online activists in Poland who have built a tool that allows anyone to send text messages and emails to Russians to give them information about the war in Ukraine, an attempt to get around Vladimir Putin's growing digital iron curtain. Russia recently cut off access to Facebook and Twitter. Gulag. That just came out. Gulag. Website to allow you to text Russian cell phones. So how many text messages do you think you've sent oh to God. Russians over the past few weeks? Mm. Let's get some polonium tea. Three, four, five, six thousand. I couldn't even count. It just keeps going. Titan Crawford, a truck salesman in Oregon, has spent hours messaging Russians. He says most of his texts don't get a response, and some people tell him to go away, but others engage. It's been a mixed bag. Uh, I had a gentleman pretty early on that reached out to me and sent me a picture of where he's working and then I sent him we found out we like to travel so I sent him pictures of my travels he sent me pictures of his travels um, this guy looks like a fucking poofta um, a generation of Radio Free Europe and we all remember how hard it is to live in an enslaved country where you fuck is this? by the way we have the discord you can still join in the green room uh, for calls, or you can go on the Gilded. Last night I tried to take callers on Gilded, um, but I couldn't figure out how to do it. I think I should be able to to manage it this time. I'll throw out the Gilded link again. Fuck Discord, but we still can use the old one. Um, so should it be? I'm to have access to it at least, but uh, not all the powers that I should have. But whatever. It's a long story. I was the owner and they banned my account. You do not Fucking assholes. Anonymous sent $3. We are anonymous. Oh. We are a legion. We do not forgive. We do not forget. Expect us. Oh boy. Um, proper information, real information about the world. I can remember the time when we used to listen to Radio Free Europe. The only voice from the free world for enslaved people in Poland. It's named after Thomas Kent is the former CEO of Radio Free Europe and an expert in Spy. Russian disinformation. Do you think some people in Russia will be receptive to these messages or will they say, why is there an American sending me a text message? Ha! Well, a certain number of people are going to say, yeah, absolutely. This is uh, hostile propaganda. This is spam. This is an attempt to, at psychological warfare against us. But many exactly others will be grateful for some information that they're having trouble to get and maybe be affected by the fact that there's someone out at the end of the communication who really would like to hear from them. Other so-called hacktivists taking a different approach on the Telegram app. A group called the Ukraine IT Army has amassed 300,000 members. It sends out lists of Russian websites to attack. You're a coder, not a, not a gunner. <laughs> yes, that's true. We spoke to an organizer of the group over the phone. He said he is in Ukraine. So I think I saw over the weekend you took down some um, food delivery services 
uh, like for so takeouts in Russia. I think I saw you guys targeted uh, some banking services in Russia. I mean, whack. what you're doing is targeting Russian citizens, people in Russia. Female, Do you train. think that's fair? Holy fuck. Well, that's exactly the point that I wanted to, to convey, right? We want those people feel that the war is started, and not only Ukraine involved in that. Because there are many people in Russia, they don't feel that the war is there, and we want them to feel that. Tony joins us. Now, is that kind of... Trying to harm uh, civilians, huh? Cyber... Attacks, is that nice. legal? Yeah, Anderson, I mean, this is a, a difficult one in that uh, the Ukrainian government Doesn't is Doesn't sound legal, people. Anderson. Uh, its ministers are tweeting about that IT army, which is telling people to go attack these Russian uh, websites. Uh, but certainly uh, a lot of this activity is illegal. We asked uh, U.S. <laughs> certainly. Uh, State Department spokesperson um, about all of this because some Americans, there are 300,000 members of this so-called IT army, some of them may be Americans. Uh, the U.S. State Department uh, treaded that needle uh, carefully, uh, saying that the Ukraine uh, is entitled uh, to defend itself in cyberspace, but it does not appeal. condone anything illegal uh, by U.S. persons here in the United States. Yeah. Take a look at this video. It's new. shows Ukrainian forces... Well, destroying a Russian tank. Uh, this, as sources tell CNN, that the Biden administration will provide Ukraine. Okay, okay. Yeah, you bet. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I have the. I think I have this clip. It's a shorter version of this, I believe. From Illinois, Congressman. Thanks for taking the time this morning. Yeah, you bet. Thanks for having me. So you you have been forward leaning on the support that the U.S. and NATO have to offer, including keeping up with the possibility of a no-fly zone. They, they have now are and have sent in a host of air defense systems, including the, the S-300, which is high altitude. And I spoke with your colleague, Mike McCall, yesterday, who said that that combination of things could allow Ukraine to, in effect, establish something close to its own no-fly zone. And I wonder if you agree with that. Yeah, I do. I mean, look, I, I think the, you know, there, we can always find things, and I do, that I disagree with the administration sure. on in, in areas where I think they should do something different or speak differently about it. But um, there is no doubt this is very forward-leaning. And, you know, short of a no-fly zone, giving Ukraine all the tools they can to defend, I think the key is to remember this. A lot of the times people think about, like, the airspace in Ukraine contested as a given thing. Russia has no right to close Ukraine's airspace. Mm. Ukraine has every right to defend their airspace, even to invite in allies, which is why I'm supportive of a no-fly zone. But that said, I think we're doing the next best thing. You know, I, I think the idea, too, of being You're able to fly idiot. in humanitarian aid, and it's not going to war with the Russians. It's simply saying Ukraine yeah. has a right as the owner of this airspace to receive aid. So, look, I, I, there's more, of course, I think we should do. But yesterday's aid package was a significant step, yeah. I think. You raise a subtle point there about the difference between a humanitarian no-fly zone where, in effect, the U.S. NATO would put the onus on Russia attacking, right? Fly the aid in, say this is Ukrainian airspace, as opposed to, in effect, pick a fight, this thing wants as a war it were, so between bad. NATO and Russian jets in the air and say, we're going to shoot you down if you're in the air. Uh, that's a difference, and I, and I wonder if you think that is a risk worth taking and, and the U.S. He's on the January 6th committee, by the way, for those who don't know. In effect, call Russia's bluff. One of the Russian, or one of the Russian, <laughs> one of the Republican uh, turncoats, one of two, Liz Cheney's also on there. So look, I'm a believer that Russia will continue to advance until we present a brick wall. Mm 
you know, one of my criticisms of the Biden administration has been repeatedly saying what we're unwilling to do. And, you know, as you know very well, Jim, how how foreign policy works to be able to use diplomacy against an adversary. In many cases, that takes a military backstop. And so I think if you said, look, Ukraine has a right to its airspace, we're going to deliver not even just humanitarian supplies, even if we were going to deliver military supplies, the point is they have every right to protected skies. And we could say simply, here's the path we're flying, and it's on Russia if they challenge us. And I'm just a believer that Russia is going to escalate whether it's chemical weapons, God forbid, mm. tactical nukes, wow, they're setting not strategic up, nukes, they're going to escalate. Dude, in- they're setting up for something deadly. Like, it's going to be, I'd hate to be a Ukrainian for that reason right now. Holy fuck. It's going to, oh my God. Anyway, if Ukraine beats them. I'm uh, not talking about the Russians either. Uh, versus, you know, somehow there's Are you only, fucking kidding only me? they'll fight NATO, I guess. If and by, by the way, we should note that some of the weapons dude, are already. I swear, I hear that fucker, that dude, particular talk like that, knowing who he's associated with, and I'm just like, oh my god, the fucking there's about to be the mother of all false flags. Like. Killstream Pit Viper Fund sent three dollars. <laughs> Ralph, the shades are acceptable for the show, but I would submit that an upgrade to Pit Vipers would be optimal. Check out Wa Stream. It's that? drip. Here is one thousand dollars toward the first pits. <laughs> I think you yeah, must have pressed in the wrong case there. I didn't slightly see that one gram. But, yeah, you know, I've considered that. I'll look. I'll look. Using can kill arguably just as many people uh, as, say, a chemical But, weapon. yeah, honestly, um, Pit Viper joke aside, um, yeah, I think that they're going to do something dastardly over there. It's going to be some type of fucking – you heard him say – I didn't even think about a fucking – tactical mini nuke type situation too if they try to do something like that weapons attack and they're using them deliberately on civilian targets but do you believe if russia were to take false like during easter everybody's home or most people are using phosphorus uh bombs as they've used in syria before that the 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 u.s and nato should directly under those circumstances engage moscow 100 percent. it's the only way to stop it from happening i mean look if Vladimir Putin is failing at his objective in Ukraine, his backup goal is to destroy and kill everyone. DD oh. sent $20. Good evening. Thank you, brother. Good evening, man. Got a big day coming up tomorrow. Just kind of got a little cozy stream tonight going through some clips here. A little bit of sunrise action, a little bit more organized than the sunrise, uh, but going through some clips. Uh, a little sunrise flavor tonight, though. Uh, getting ready for the big show tomorrow. Ton of guests coming on tomorrow, though. Big debate tomorrow night, as you see right there. I guess I should switch over uh, and show it to you here once again. March eighteenth, eight p.m. That's tomorrow, eight p.m. Eastern. Stephen Destiny Bonnell versus Nick Fuentes. We're going to be talking about Russia versus Ukraine and all the permutations and topics that can come out of that, um, you know, such as U.S. getting dragged in, et cetera, et cetera, Europe, NATO, all that stuff. It's coming tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Eastern, live here on the Kill Stream. We're going to start the show itself, the big all-day-long festivities, the extravaganza around 10-ish, 10-ish a.m. Eastern in the morning, definitely before noon no matter what, but I would, I'm going to try to get it started around 10 a.m. Eastern in the morning. Uh, and again, it won't really pick up steam probably until the afternoon, but uh, we're going to start early. I'm going to get my coffee ready. 20-hour stream? No, but I'm thinking I'm thinking 12 to 14, though. Uh, we'll see. I'm, I'm, I am thinking 12 to 14 because 
Uh, if the debate starts at eight and goes two hours, that'll be ten. That would be twelve. Um, if we go a little bit longer, uh, I'm probably gonna p- pass the baton mostly to Nick after that debate, though. And he may stream it on his own too. I don't know, uh, but we'll see. We shall see uh, what happens tomorrow night. Kill stream. Oh man, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. Honestly, I'm super excited for it. So, all right, we're gonna have the debate. Uh, you know, stuff up on the screen and all that, right? The, the panels and all that shit. So be on the lookout for that tomorrow. Everybody basically clear out the country, which is what you're seeing. His army is still. Yeah, I'm thinking about 12. It'll probably be like 11 or 12 hour stream. Yeah. Shells to use to destroy and kill humans, including children, including in a theater, including who are buried today, by the way. Um, yeah. So if we don't put a red line that down that says, look, uh, it's sad that we say, you know, okay, we're going to tolerate, you know, shelling, but not. But you have to pick somewhere. If we put a red line down, salute DD twelve, very common thing thinking. like white phosphorus or chemical yeah. weapons, or of so course, pretty much all day Friday. When I was uh, putting this together, I thought, you know, first off, I just heard a comment offhand about when Cisco was sitting here about um, some super chatter about wanting to put together Nick versus Destiny, and I was like, all right, I'm doing that. And so we got it set up uh, really quickly. That was just last week. Um, but I started thinking, ah, it's Friday. We're going to kick it off into the weekend. Let's just do another big all-day show. Like, that's the Killstream trademark. Let's do a big event with a lot of different guests. Uh, and so that's – now it's not going to be – we we usually would have even more than this, but I just threw this together on a short notice. And we still got some ace uh, people coming in tomorrow. I mentioned it already, but uh, Ramsey Paul, Dick Masterson, Dalton Claudefelter, Mark Collett, and I'm I'm pretty sure I'm going to add a couple more uh, to that before it's all over. Uh, that is a red line, and we will have to engage you directly. That makes them using that stuff far, far less likely. Right now, I fear the only people we're deterring is ourselves. Let me ask you this. As you have heard publicly, the former president, as well as his allies, say that somehow, had he still been president, Putin would not have dared to attack this, despite the oh, fact that, yeah. as you well know, and by the way, you've said you regret your vote now against impeaching Trump for withholding military aid from Ukraine in 2019. What's your reaction to that argument? Look, he, he was an awful president, and he was awful on this issue. I mean, yeah, there is something to the fact that, you know, nobody knew what Donald Trump was going to do, but that was just because he didn't know what he was going to do. But that was not a deterrent to Putin. You know, Vladimir Putin, Kim Jong-un, Xi, and China were getting everything they wanted with Donald Trump. And I think, as John Bolton has said, uh, Vladimir Putin was waiting until Donald Trump was reelected and then pulled us out of NATO for this attack. And of course, with Joe Biden, he didn't have that opportunity. Look, if anybody tries to look back and say that somehow Donald Trump would have been better at this, it is just utter garbage. And I think wow, anybody that in the right mind can't truly believe sick. that. And I think it's time to start telling people the truth. You know, you can Final. be a Republican, you can dislike Joe mm-hmm. Biden, but don't pretend like Donald Trump was any good. This Final guy question. is a member of the House from Illinois. He's a Republican. He was considered a rising star in the party until he made the mistake of going against Donald Trump, who's the most popular politician in the Republican Party. So now he's not even running for re-election, and he's leaving Washington in disgrace. Well, leaving the, the House, at least. And if I can, you are among the names mentioned who might challenge him for the nomination. In- oh, boy. 
he'll man 2024 should he decide to run it looks more and more like he will along with uh, Liz Cheney perhaps Mike Pence do you believe there will be a competitive GOP primary period wait 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 are they for real so wait they're saying Kitzinger Liz Cheney and Mike Pence might all three go against Trump are you kidding me dude they will get absolutely I mean that'll be the stomping of all time are you fucking kidding me Dude, that's like, <laughs> I can't imagine a bigger field of patsies for Trump to go through. Are you fucking kidding me? Dude, I hope that happens, though, because, my God, the debates on that? Holy fuck the debates on that. Trump's just going to, if he even debates him, I think he will, though, just for the just for the laughs. Oh, my God. Holy fuck. You will get the opportunity to do so. We saw Dude, steps in 2020. I'll be with, fucking, oh, my God. Where the GOP closed the path. I'm getting excited even thinking about him slapping these bums around. Do you believe that'll happen again? Or will you get a shot? Still not convinced Trump will run. I am. He's going to run 100,000%. I would bet anything. I would bet anything that he's going to run. I would be so shocked. I, I might stop making predictions ever. Just, just for all times. Like, I... I I, I don't even know. I, I'd be so shocked. He, he has to run, really. Junior sent $3. <laughs> yeah. It's a slobber knocker. It's a junior sent JR. I like that, though. Well, I don't know if I'm interested in it. Um, it's not something I'm pursuing. I just, I, I want our party to be better. I want this country to be better. Um, in terms of, yeah, I think somebody will carry the torch of, of what I call actually pro-American republicanism. Uh, and I don't know who that necessarily will be. I'm focusing on the country first stuff. There's a lot of desire out there for something different. But look, if Donald Trump gets the Republican nomination, there are many of us that will move heaven and earth to ensure he doesn't win. I think that's the most important thing. He cannot be president again. Congressman Adam Kinzinger, thanks dude, for joining. They'll absolutely lose it. You thought 2016? You thought that was wild? Oh, dude. If he wins it again, it's going to be just... Oh. America 20XX sent $10. Sorry, this is late. Keith Woods reminded me of this music video. If you can play it for a musical interlude. All right. Actually, I will in just a minute because I need to go downstairs. I don't have Pansy here with me because uh, she's at her parents' house. She'll be back this weekend. Our baby's on the way. A bunch of baby stuff came in today. The bassinet and all kinds of other shit. Boy. We have some uh, some stuff ahead of us, too. Holy shit. Uh, it's getting here very quickly. Dallas is getting here very quickly. April 2nd, killstream.live slash bowl. Shit is not slowing down at all. Not one second. Father arrived in Leningrad. He was all pumped up on the lies of his government. Oh my and when God. he left Leningrad, he was broken. Physically and mentally. He lived the rest of his life. Macho Man Randy Savage sent $3. Oh, yeah. Snap into a Slim Jim. Oh, yeah, brother. Snap into a Slim Jim. I used to do a better one when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. That <laughs> makes my voice. <coughs> it, makes, it scratches my throat. What, when my voice was changing, I used to be able to make my throat like do that vibration like Savage's voice would do naturally. When I was a teenager, I could do that. And now, of course, I've been smoking for years, too. It makes me, like, it's just my throat when I do it. Life in pain. Pain from a broken back. Pain from the shrapnel that always reminded him of these terrible years. And pain from the guilt that he felt. 
Is he talking about Hitler again? Listening to this broadcast, you already know much of the truth that I've been speaking. Do they you know anything else? They frequently don't, don't talk about that with facts, even their own facts they're wrong on. Like You to be broken like my father. Oh, no. This is not the war to defend Russia that your grandfathers or your great-grandfathers fought. This is an illegal war. Your lives, your limbs, your futures you're are being sacrificed. You're a fucking Nazi rolling with the Nazis again in Ukraine, Arnold. You're not fooling anybody. This war condemned by the entire world. Arnold also directly addressed Russian President Putin, whose official account actually follows for... Yeah, those colors run deep. We know what you're all about. Fucking Azov Battalion to the core. It's probably a fucking financial backer. Probably know some others there in Hollywood. You know what I mean? Schwarzenegger on Twitter, stating plainly that he's the only one with the power to end the war. And Schwarzenegger also directly addressed the Russian people, urging them to see through Russian propaganda and disinformation reserving a special commendation for the protesters and dissenters standing up within Russia. I know that the Russian people are not aware of such things that happen. Arnold's dad sent $3. I disavow. Ah, Arnold's dad's rolling over in the grave. This Nazi swastika-encrusted castle. So I urge the Russian people and the Russian soldiers in Ukraine to understand the propaganda and the disinformation that you're being told. I oh, ask fuck you off. to help me spread the truth. Let you follow that Russians maid you know. fucked was dog ugly too. What were you thinking? Holy fuck! Of course, you know. I mean, we all, you know, mistake, must, whatever. Things happen, right? We understand that. But this bitch was just like, oh, wow, wow. Oh, what can I hear that? Two legitimate issues. He will be consistently attacked uh, on by Republicans and Dems, voting fraud and COVID shots. But I'll go As ahead and read it. On, expect the secret weapon about COVID shots to be used. Didn't ping. It should have. It came up, didn't it? Let's see. Alerts are on. Yeah, it should. Let's try it again. No, there's no music there. Anyway, Trump has two Trump legitimate has two music sounds. Trump has two legitimate issues he will be consistently attacked on by Republicans and Dems. Voting fraud and, voting COVID, fraud shots. and COVID shots. As time goes on, expect the secret weapon about the COVID shots to be used. But guess what? None of these people, they're all cucks on COVID. What? Like every single one of these guys. I said this for a while, the lane against Trump. And it's the same as it always was. It's it's going further right than him. Man fading in the night sent three dollars. This guy's fucking dad was an SS officer. Plus, there's fucking pictures of Arnold in uniform doing the high host liver. <laughs> of course, I told you. I know that. But I mean, the lane is always it's to run to his right. But it take it will take somebody with some real media skills and savvy. And just real charisma. I'm just not seeing it. And then all these people they're talking about, they're running against them. Are you serious? Like, they can't run against them from that direction. They're going to get smoked. They're going to get absolutely demolished. I mean, Trump's got a huge cult of personality, too. Like, you're never going to be... Like, you're going to have... It's going to take somebody super charismatic, like a Tucker Carlson or somebody like that. Like, I, I don't think... I don't think the average Joe can take him out in the Republican Party because he's got, like, 90% favorability. Like, I mean, it's just not going to work. The human catastrophe that is happening in Ukraine. The Let me close with a message 
to all of the Russians who have been protesting on the streets against the invasion of Ukraine. The world has seen your bravery. After Putin saw this, he, he said, that you have suffered the consequences of your courage. You have been arrested, you have been jailed, and you have been beaten. You are my new heroes. Oh, God. You have the strength of Yuri Petrovich Vlasov. Who? You have the true heart of Russia. My dear Russian friends, may God bless you all. Arnold's embarrassed daughter sent $3 all of those steroids. Dad took fucked up his endocrine system. <laughs> now he overproduces estrogen, which explains why he's such a mess. Oh, no. Wait, the full thing is online. It's about eight minutes. And I have to say, it's just a remarkable piece of rhetoric, and you should definitely see the whole thing. And that powerful and well-delivered rallying cry, well, it stands in stark contrast to the message the Russian people are hearing on state TV. I'm also TV. trying to figure out why the alert talk about play. that. It's kind of weird. Dark turn towards what really sound like purges. Next. Oh no, not purges. So I didn't even play the end. It cut off on a next. Y'all not know how to clip a fucking video? Like, what the fuck? Oh, what? Alright, let's see. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't play there. Neonica sent $3 Arnold Schwartz Ladies and gentlemen. Anonymous sent $3. My God bless you all. He said he doesn't even believe in God. Yeah, I don't think Arnold's a big believer, is he? What is the song you want me to pull up? How fast can I go downstairs and come back, I wonder? Are we going to find out? I think we're going to find out. Very quick. Very quick movements. Quick movements only. All right, we will. What is this, by the way? Is this some like? Man fading in the night sent three dollars. Forgot. Good evening, big guy. Hope all is well. Man, you have a lot to build. It will go fast, though. They make it easier. Oh man, yeah, it's all IKEA stuff too. Are you kidding me? It looks like a lot to build. Yeah. <laughs> It looks like a lot to build. <clears throat> now, yeah, 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 it does, actually. Uh, of course, it, after the baby's born, her mom's going to come down here some, too, and stay with us a little bit, so. Um, yeah, it's going to be, we got some uh, definite, uh, uh, definite new events happening. I'm pretty excited about it, but it's also like, wow, holy shit, it's, it's really about to happen. What is this? Uh-oh. I kind of like this. What the fuck? Night Driving Avenger sent $5. Make sure you're all reading DailyStormer.name every day for the best coverage of the Russia slash NATO f war. Oh, That real dumb.
What is going on here? Is there any music? Oh, there we go. I don't know this song. Do we like it, Chad? I don't know. I'm not sure. Where's that song Kanye Weave sent me earlier? Which do we like better? I'll play some more of that other song later. Somebody said, fuck no. Somebody says, all right. What about this one? See some cozy cats. I'm seeing them cozy cats. All right, I'll be right back. Throw some links in the chat. Join the fucking call room, too. It's the night before. Yeah, I like this. Kanye Weiss is a legend. What the fuck? I still see in the back mirror the cybernetic creature tirelessly following me. I guess my life molded. My car's last drop of fuel. No! 
what just happened on the song. That sounds fucked up. <laughs> Kanye West found that. He's a supporter of the show. You're the show. He sent in a kind super chat earlier, too. Thank you, sir. Gas rebates. What do we have here? Oh, yeah. Okay. We have this. So today we're talking about... I told you we had a video selection. Now, I had it uh, lit up before the show, which is unlike Tequila Sunrise. So today least. we're talking about... Um, what was the name of that song? Midnight Run. I just closed the window, but email me if you want. The smearing, and this is the technique now that Russiagate made cool again, is uh, so when... Tulsi Gabbard spoke out against the Democratic Party and the war in Syria. She was immediately smeared, McCarthy smeared, as a Russian, right? Hillary Clinton suggests Russians are grooming Tulsi Gabbard. So there, so that's what happens. So if you go against the establishment, they immediately do. And it doesn't matter that she was a congresswoman when she said that about her. And it doesn't matter that she's an officer in the military of the United States currently serving in those wars. <laughs> it doesn't matter. That's what they do. Okay, remember when Trump... Uh, disparage that gold star family and everybody was clutching their pearls. They do it to people who are alive. Trump did it to a dead soldier. They're doing it to alive soldiers. Okay. Damn, this dude's kind of based now. Uh, and so I just want to tell you, so she came out, Tulsi Gabbard, and she said there are 25 U.S. biolabs in Ukraine, which is breached, if breached, would release and spread deadly pathogens to the United States and the world. We must take action now to prevent... I think we disaster. need a little smoke. What do you think? Russia, Ukraine, NATO, UN, East, European Union, they must implement a ceasefire now around these labs until they're secured and pathogens destroyed. Now, I don't know what that sounds like to you, Max, but that sounds to me like very reasonable, that uh, we now know that there are biolabs uh, bio in Ukraine that the United States government is worried about. Again, I talked about these cigars last night, but uh, La Aroma de Cuba. If you get a whole box of these Churchills, they're like I think like eight fifty nine a box, nine, nine a piece, something like that. They're worth like twenty. Holy fuck, they taste so good. Right. So this is all correct. So what Tulsi Gabbard is, what she's saying, has just been confirmed by the Under Secretary of State Victoria Newland in front of Congress. Right. Well, uh, Victoria Newland said. The U.S. was working to secure these bio labs, but there's nothing dangerous in the bio labs, according to U.S. media and the people attacking Tulsi Gabbard. So why do they have to be secured? Yeah, that, that's the question. So what when she said this, a whole firestorm was set off. Mitt Romney then said Tulsi Gabbard is parroting false Russian propaganda. Her treasonous lies may well cost lives. So he's calling her a treat, a traitor. That's the word. He's her treasonous lies. So she's a traitor. She's currently an officer in the military. She serves in those bullshit wars that they all are for. And so that prompted Anna Navarro and everybody at the view. By the way, I'm going to show you the video of this in a second. Uh, it is five minutes long. And it is probably the most, and I've shown a lot of amazing videos on the show. To me, it's the most amazing video I've ever shown on it the really show. It really is that bad. And it's coming up. So I don't mean to bury the lead, but Anna Navarro calls for the Department of Justice to investigate Russian propagandists like Fox News's Tucker Carlson and Tulsi Gabbard for shilling for Putin. Do you want to hear her say it? Here she says it. 
Yeah. And I think DOJ, in the same way that it is uh, setting up a task force to investigate oligarchs, should look into people who are Russian propagandists and shilling for Putin. That's being, if you are a foreign asset uh, to a dictator, mm -hmm. it should be investigated. Yeah. And I think... What? So, so there you have it. She wants the, the, the government of the United States to start investigating military officers, ex-Congress people, anybody who says what Victoria Newland said in front of Congress, which I'll show you in a second. And so uh, Anna Navarro, her husband, Al Cardenas, is a partner at the law firm of Squire Patton Boggs, <laughs> which had offices in Moscow and has been working with the Russians for years. Worth asking how much of Anne's household income comes from dealing with the Russians. Huh. So I guess if you want to go down that. So now, why, why is this a big deal? Because the fake fact checkers, the establishment, when we hear you say they, this is who I'm talking about. This is the corporate funded fake establishment fact checkers or not fake, fake fact checkers of the establishment. They were saying that there was no bio labs. They kept saying that was a conspiracy theory. Russians targeted. This is there is no run bio labs. There is no U.S. run bio labs in the you in uh, that's and that's just false. There are. How do I know there are? Well, that false claims of biowork. That Q, it's QAnon crazy. How do I know Smoke that those fact checkers are wrong and it's real? Because because the undersecretary of state was asked by Marco Rubio. Does Ukraine have? It's just me and the animals tonight, so I left the door cracked. Hello, Smoke. Now. Hello. I can't hear you. Hello. I tried to get you to jump up here the other day, and you didn't. Biological weapons. Uh. Ukraine has uh, biological like cat, research facilities, <laughs> which, in fact, we are now quite concerned. Uh, I don't want to grab him. I got the cigar. He came in here on his own. I don't want to. I don't like smoke. Russian forces. Smoke is like actual smoke. He's seeking to uh, gain control of. So we are working with the Ukrainians on how they can. I've showed him before. Any... Have you guys not seen smoke? Um, let's see if I can find a good pick of them. Uh, I'll play this and I'll show them. ...of those research materials from falling into the hands of uh, Russian forces should they approach. I'm so that's what set off the firestorm of everybody. Oh, my God, it is true. There are bio labs in Ukraine and that you are afraid that Russia... Here's a picture of them on my Instagram, which I need to use more, but... smoke that's his look right there probably a little slightly fatter than that not too much you might get a hold of them because of why because you're trying to cure a cold or because you guys are up to some nefarious stuff and so that's king, what yeah. made everybody like oh my god she's admitting it and uh and but even then matt uh matt orfala caught this even then they won't stop lying so that was her on the 8th of March. She said, yes, they have the Ukraine has biological research facilities that we are now quite concerned that that research material might fall into Russians hands. And then on March 14th, here's a NBC headline. Russian propaganda on Ukraine's non-existent biolabs boosted by U.S. far right. They're still even after she admitted in it. Oh, yeah, I guess I have to show Cleo now, too. There goes Cleo. Uh, who was part of a storyline a couple of years ago when she got out and I had to have the cameras to find her and all that stuff. For like a month, she'd escape. 
There she goes. Here's a put another picture of her where you can see her face a little bit better. <laughs> she was a little skinnier there. On video in the Congress, they're still lying. So Tortoise shows, yeah, she talks so you know, all so the time. Just so you know, when she says this, she talks not. back and forth to me like meows back and forth. Destiny sent three dollars. Ralph, I'm sorry, I ate one pound of magic mushrooms and snorted a once of fentanyl. I'm actually in the afterworld. You might need a Ouija board to pull the debate off. The three a.m. call is that? Is that what we're gonna do? Was it J Station doing that? Not lying. She's she's being honest. And who lies about bio labs and funding? The the, the government does all the time. Here's Man, in a major shift. So the NIH Holy admits fuck. funding risky virus research in the And so there they are. They denied it for a year, and then they finally admitted it. Like I like the my and, father Lebajou cigars that I have, and I've got to where I like the Churchill size kind of. I like that because uh, they're thinner, and they just hit the thinner cigars. I feel like I mean they're not thin thin. But they just hit a little bit better. Um, I feel like this is a better blend, though. It just it's just the more of the taste I like. Yeah. And, they, and he lied about it to Congress. Fauci lied at least two times that I saw personally. And so, and then people will do things like this. People will say it's Russian messaging intended to make people think that the U.S. was working with Ukraine to create bioweapons, not the working chat. together to clean up Soviet-era biolabs. That's the new propaganda that, oh, no, we were just working with Ukraine to clean up the Soviet-era bio, bio labs. We're trying to clean them up. If we we're trying to clean them up, does that take 30 years? We're trying to clean them up for 30 years. Okay, so that gives you the double CK. And Tulsi yeah. Gabbard comes back, and she says to Mitt Romney, your claim that securing these Do labs— Do you inhale cigars? No. You don't inhale cigars. I inhale weed, but um, really, you know, I've seen some studies that say you don't even have to inhale weed, but I'm such an old pothead, I don't really know. I don't believe that, but um, cigars you're not supposed to inhale, no, you just kind of puff. Labs are even calling for securing these labs is treasonous and will lead to a loss of life when the exact opposite is obviously true. The spread of pathogens is what will cause the loss of life, not the prevention of such spread. Senator Romney, please provide evidence that what I said is untrue or tre and treasonous. If you cannot, you should do an honorable thing and apologize and resign from the Senate. Yes. Of course he won't. So Glenn Greenwald sums it up in the past. Mitt Romney's never done anything honorable in his life that I've seen. Implied Gabbard is a Kremlin asset. Romney accused her of treason. The View host called the department on the Department of oh, Justice. Oh, we actually have a good Greenwald thread uh, over here that I might go through uh, here in this final hour. To criminally investigate her and Tucker Carlson. And Keith Oberman said the duo should be militarily detained. <laughs> he did. He literally this said really that, dude. Dude, these are all fucking... People who spoke out against the Iraq war, or well, a lot of these people are, and now they're just taking the totally, just lock them up, lock the centers up. Dude, it's, it's scary how fucking fake and phony these motherfuckers were. They actually belong in the gulag. Really happening. The founding, the founders limited treason in the Constitution due to the concerns it would be abused to criminalize, the criminalize dissent. They're off the goop for sure, Chad. What is yeah, now routine. Neocons weaponized it during the war on terror. It was the dominant theme of the Trump years. The war in Ukraine has brought it to all new levels. So here's this guy who agrees with Mitt Romney, but he wants him to go farther. 
Yeah. What about Donald Trump? What about uh, <laughs> Madison Cawthorn? What about Marjorie Taylor Greene? What about Tucker Carlson? There are many other Republicans. <laughs> They're all traitors. Yeah, you can only see the final hour if you're on the Kelsey Premium tier. Is that... <laughs> so I'm going to show you this video in a second, but before I do, let me bring in Max. Because this There's an extra still... hour, but you can only see it. Neon Nicker sent $3. These shit libs are serious. They literally want to put us all in camps and kill us and see nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Dude, they just say it like I I don't, I don't I can't overstate how crazy it is. And and it's the craziest piece of video I've ever shown and so I I just wanted to sit tight. Max come in and <laughs> Oh, Armoclus, uh I see his LBC. Did I see Devin Stack's new music video? Yeah, I did earlier. I'm not I'm not going to actually play that. And I'm not that's not think. hyperbole. Wait, you but see, I did it. see My it, jaw yeah. is still on the floor metaphorically. So go ahead. I tried to pull it up on Telegram actually. Oh, you linked me the Telegram again. I can't pull it up on Telegram anyway because the file's too big to play in web Telegram. Let's watch the video. Should we watch this video? Okay. Fox News' host, Tucker Carlson, is apparently a big hit in Russia right now. Yeah. The website Mother Jones posted a leaked Kremlin war memo instructing Russian state media to play Tucker Carlson clips as much as possible. And Tulsi Gabbard is being accused of spreading Russian false flag propaganda. Here's what they've both been saying about the war. Mm. Take a so listen, this is a compilation of the bad stuff that they should be investigated for. You ready for this? Okay. Democrats in Washington have told you you have a patriotic duty to hate Vladimir Putin. It's not a suggestion, it's a mandate. Anything less than hatred for Putin is treason. Hating Putin has become the central purpose of America's form. Alex Jones' long-term memory sent $3. This libtard spit in my face when I rated the TYT live broadcast. He did. Fuck Jimmy. Also, Anna Kay arouses me strangely. Can't her. help it. I'm a pinoneer. I'm and expar. And I'm cooming. Yeah, yeah, I'd definitely fuck her. But I think she was hotter pre-nose job. Policies, secret biolabs, like the secret biolabs Ukraine definitely doesn't have. Ukraine has those. Yes, it does. There are 25 to 30 U.S. funded biolabs in Ukraine, according to the U.S. government. Black Phillips in three dollars is crazy how fast the left embraced authoritarianism. First with poison mandates and punitive measures, and now they stump for war right now with a fat military led by shitlib woman. If you don't eat gay by now, I doubt your critical thinking. Dude, they get on board quick. Fisherman, thank you, brother. Fisherman sent $10. I don't know about 30 years to clean up biolabs, but they had nasty weapons back in the day. Who knows what they have now? Protective mask is required. You literally don't. will demonstrate the effects of a drop in the eye and droplets on the backs of... Oh, wait, hold on. Let me play this because this looks like it would be a good one to pull up. Where is... Um... Oh, let me pull it up from over here. Uh, so in order, so it doesn't actually send me the link. It just links the name of the video. So I have to go through and then find it on YouTube. Usually it's not. Oh, my God. Is this it? Oh, dude, I don't know. I don't really want to see that. Neon Nicker sent $3. Didn't this fat fudge monkey get grounded by the Jews for Holocaust denial or something? Now she wants to suck up to her goblin owners by demanding that Tucker get banned. That's true. Yeah, she's sucking up to her goblin owners. <laughs> Dude, they put nerve agent on a rabbit. 
Duh. In the eye. Eye contamination by any type of nerve agent. Means Dude, no! Holy shit, Fisherman. Did you watch this? Dude, I can't watch this. This makes me too sad. I don't think I can... I don't think I can watch... I don't think I can watch a rabbit get nerve agent dropped in his eye. What the fuck? Is it sarin too? Dude, I can't. It's going to make me too sad. Fisherman, you're wild, dude. Holy fuck. I can't. It'll make me too... I can't. It's making me sad just thinking about it. Some people just saying, please don't. Like, I mean, I don't know. Please no. Literally, I know. I can't, dude. You know, I had a rabbit too, and he was a mean son of a bitch. My grandpa actually built him a pen outside of my house. Then he ran away because he's a bitch. He used to bite the fuck out of me, though, for no reason. <laughs> I would always be trying to pet him. Every once in a while, he would let me, though. I assume he lived a good, happy rabbit life. Probably not, but uh, maybe he did. Who knows? But still, I like rabbits, and I don't want to see nerve agent get dropped into their eye. That's too much. These biolabs are connected. Fisherman, though, is exactly right, and I thank him for his contribution. Holy fuck. Conducting research on dangerous Who knows pathogens. What have now? Now, like COVID, these pathogens know no borders. Roger Rabbit, that's a classic. Bugs, Bugs Bunny? They are inadvertently or purposely breached or compromised. They will quickly spread all throughout Europe, the United States, and the rest of the world, causing untold suffering and death. So Mitt Romney claims Gabbard is... So everything that they just said there was factually correct. (laughs) Supporting Putin or being a traitor to this country. Holy shit. That was... those are all relevant points of a debate, is what they were doing. Okay, now watch what their view does. Treasonous lies, that could cost lives. So I'm just going to open it up to the table. What the hell's going on? Mm-hmm. So it- I think Mitt Romney is absolutely right, by the way. So what this is, is the Russians are spreading propaganda to try to create a pretext for potentially using chemical weapons against the Ukrainians. Right. So what they're parroting, what Tucker Carlson parrots every night on Fox News, what Tulsi Gabbard is spreading, is actually helping Putin get away with criminal acts against innocent Ukrainian civilians. And what you're parroting on The View every day certainly isn't CIA talking points. Oh! Certainly isn't photography from the State Department. Oh! It certainly isn't the establishment narrative. What you're hearing on The View Don't say that, Jimmy! Something. It's certainly stuff they Be careful. thought up themselves. Okay, here we go. It's horrifying, and what's so hard for me to understand, we've all been watching in horror as these people are being killed, mothers in maternity wings. Can you imagine taking... You know what I love about when we invaded Iraq, Libya, Afghanistan, Syria? We didn't kill any mothers in maternity wards. Okay. I can't even believe it. In the position of like, eh, dude, it's unbelievable. Not so bad of a guy. Mm. It's just bizarre. It's un-American. How do you suppose What's... he gets away with that? I mean, it's the most that. watched man in cable news. It's actually a really scary. I, 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 oh my God! Half the country must be traitors. They just they can't. He's the most watched man in cable news. How could that? How could this be happening? Our whole country's full of traitors. Oh my God! And, <laughs> and truckers and tra- truckers and traitors. And unvaccinated traders, unvaccinated trucker traders, who are anti-vaxxers and fascists, who are traders and Russian anti-vaxxer truckers. Truckers. It's all one thing. Yes, it's all trucker. January sixth, trucker trader. 
<laughs> Insurrectionist anti-vaxxers. What? No, watch, watch what Joyce Flex is here. If there's a Tucker and Lori Ingram and Tulsi Gappard, well, listen, the all Fox of uh, board of directors, all of them are traitors. Tuck, Tucker Carlson, Tulsi Gabbard, Lori Ingram, everybody, they're all, all of them. They're not people I disagree with politically. They're traitors. <laughs> should really step in. If they call themselves patriots and they, you know, it's not enough to be posting patriots flags about Ukraine. There's a bunch of uh, folks on, on that board of directors list, like my friend Paul Ryan, who I wish oh, will be would be weighing in and saying we cannot be. So they're calling for the board of directors of Fox News to silence people. Russian state TV, yeah. at but, least not every hour. But we cannot be Russian state TV, but you can be Raytheon state TV. Huh. You can you can be Halliburton state TV. You can be Boeing state Unbelievable. TV. And you can be the United States state TV, because that's what you guys are doing. You're repeating talking points directly from the State Department and the CIA. I, I guess for me, the question is, what is in it for someone like Tucker Carlson, right? I mean... What is in it for him not to be for a war? What is in it for Tucker Carlson to go against the establishment's narrative around a foreign war in a country that... How long until Jimmy is on Tucker? Has he been on Tucker yet? I mean... Out on a map. What is in it for Tucker Carlson to do that? Is it, is it money? It Who's paying him that money? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not making any allegations. What, what is in it for us to be in this war? Who's paying him? I'm not making any allegations. I'm just making allegations. He already gets a fat-ass salary from Fox, dude. What are they talking about? Tucker's rich as fuck. Yeah. Because I'm projecting. Because Rupert Murdoch. That's his man. What the fuck? That's right. You know, from her point of view, is for money. That's like the whole perspective of the view. That's exactly just, right. Complete, you know, Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson's actually freer to speak his mind over there because he because of all the boycotts uh, by people on the left. He doesn't have many advertisers left, so he can speak his mind because it doesn't matter. That's act. That's actually the fact. That's. I asked him the same thing. Why do you? I didn't say what's in it for you. I asked why are you allowed to tell the truth about Syria. That was my question. And he's, I said, aren't your advertisers going to leave? And he says, I don't have any advertisers. <laughs> he said most of them left already. So he has freedom that way. So here we go. This gets worse. Just, but it's just, it doesn't make sense that he would do this kind of thing. I mean, he, he also says that the United States helped encourage the Russian invasion. He said. So she's saying these things as if they're lies. The United States and NATO did provoke this. That's what we've been uh, revealing to you for the last three weeks at the show is how NATO in the West has provoked this and how the United States Biden is using the people of Ukraine as cannon fodder for a proxy war. And it's all about energy transfers and capitalism. And she's saying these things as if they're lies. She's repeating facts and saying, can you believe they're saying these things as if they're, well, here we go. I'll play. This kind of thing. I mean, he, he also says that the United States helped encourage the Russian invasion. We did. He said the United States engineered a coup in Ukraine in we the name did. of democracy. We did. He, oh as my we just God. mentioned, he confirmed. Said the he said that? He's Tucker said that? Tucker Carlson is running around spreading the truth. That Tucker, Tulsi, trucker, anti-vaxxer <laughs> said that? <laughs> Tucker, trucker. That is fascist.
Couldn't, that was quite a... Here, Russia, let's, let's back it up Russia, today. He's a compliment here in Ukraine in the name of democracy. He, as we just mentioned, confirmed these Russian claims about bioweapons. Those, those things are all true. There are biolabs in Ukraine. The United States government confirms it, and we're afraid that Russia will get a hold of them because the stuff that's in there is so dangerous. <laughs> She's saying all these things as if none of them are true. They're the dumbest people on the planet. Yeah, they are the dumbest people because they actually have access to education and resources. Yes. Unlike almost everyone else on the planet. And they just choose to be stupid. They're, they're stupid on purpose. Um, and he's characterizing this situation as a border dispute. Right. God. And so what is in it for him? I know that he's visited Moscow and other places. I know that he's visited. Look at this. This is unbelievable. I know he's visited Moscow. He visited Moscow. Man. This is literally like full Red Scare type shit. By the way, there were actually a lot of communists, so we won't get into all that. But there, remember, like they spent decades. I mean, if you follow this shit uh, of considering that like one of the great moments of liberalism in the 20th century, standing up to the Red Scare and McCarthyism and this dirty bastard and all that. Well, they're actually using the same tactics. Anonymous sent three dollars. Jimmy Dore is killing it. I thought he, he was is. a bad guy. He spit on Alex Jones one time. And I, I know OG Red Scare was. Oh, shit. Did I just unplug my... Oh, shit. I think I unplugged my monitor by accident. No! Oh, fuck. I have to fix that. It's right down there by my monitor. And so I always fuck with it. There it goes. I accidentally knocked it out. Fuck! Okay. Now let's see. I was wondering what happened to the video there. All right, there we go. And, and so what is in it for him? I know that he's visited Moscow and other places. I know that he's visited. Look at this. This is unbelievable. I know he's visited Moscow, so that's bad. You're never supposed to visit Moscow. Oh, you can tell me my ear from other places. Like, and, you're not supposed to visit other places. You're not supposed to visit. You're Americans. You speak English, no other languages, and you stay in America. Go to Arby's, stay home. Arby's is pretty dope. Don't that. go to Moscow. Actually, Arby's understand. is good, but it's overpriced like a motherfucker, dude. Arby's is like $40 for two people to eat or some shit. It's like, dude, I'll just go to a restaurant. What the fuck are y'all charging? And what the uh, impetus is. I hope, he's plan I hope he's planning to move to Moscow. <laughs> because uh, he's not going to be welcome here for much longer. I think... Um, Do his viewers like it? Do if you're not for this Ukraine war, you're not going to be welcome in the United States much longer. The number one host on cable news is not going to be welcome in the United States much longer. I heard longer. he goes in on this fat bitch. That's another reason I turned this on. Do you see the bubble that they live in? Do you see that also they have no idea that there's another opinion out there that they, that they don't know everything? I mean, if you closed your eyes, you'd think you were listening to a John Birch Society meeting <laughs> in like 1958. Yes. Not Was that the lady from Beaches? <laughs> like, was that Bette Midler? Right, no kidding. <laughs> Who is that lady? That's Joy Behar. That's Joy Behar. Was that Bette Midler? I was confused with Bette Midler, but 
I mean, come on. And it's it seriously, it sounds like was that something Miller? out of a McCarthy. You knew that wasn't Bette Miller. Holy shit. This sounds like out of a movie. Like if you were doing a movie about that time of of the Red Scare and the Red you would it's and this was a toy. Oh, I see a donation to the Oh, Wizard of Gore. Thank you, man. Let me well. let me read that one out myself. Uh, and I'll fix the alerts. I don't know why they're not they playing actually. Breaking up. See, it's still reading out over there. It's just we can't hear it. It shows as the audio bouncing up on my thing, but it just it's not playing for some reason. Oh wait, you know what? I think I might know why actually. Let's see. Boy, we'll fix this shit on air. Monitor only, mute output. Yep, that's what it is. That's what it is. Wow. I believe we fixed that. Yes. It's great to have you back, Ralph. Thank you. Congratulations on the baby as well. Where can I find the clip of those two Canadian homosexuals calling each other buddy? They out each other while breaking up. I, I don't know. I'm not sure about that clip or necessarily the exact clip you're referring to, but I do know that if you email me the Ralph at the RalphRetort.com that I'll find whatever clip you're looking for most likely. Um, or I'll know somebody that knows where to find it. Um, thinking, I got two or three different clips in my mind, and also I'm wondering if you're referring to what I think you're referring to. Talk show on TV that that that's what you would put it in. You couldn't if you people would say Jimmy, that's a little over the top, or or it sounds like Fox News. Thank you, Wizard of Gore. By the way, and thank you for all that. I'm sorry I don't know what you mean exactly about the clip, but I appreciate you uh, saying that about uh, the upcoming kid and uh, little daughter coming up here and this the support as well. Everybody was a traitor who didn't want to be invading Iraq. Here we go. This is exactly what I, I said. By the way, this is exactly what I said this morning on Tequila Sun. Well, this afternoon on Tequila Sunrise. War outside the Oscars in L.A., the war on Iraq. And a guy walked up to me and was like, you better go back to Baghdad. <laughs> I mean, I'm I don't, want, I don't think the ratings support. have dropped at all. And look, I, I, but I think that's an incredibly relevant question. Yeah. And I think DOJ, in the same way that it is uh, setting up a task force to investigate oligarchs, should look into people who are Russian propagandists and shilling for Putin. That's being, if you are a foreign asset uh, to a dictator, mm -hmm. it should be investigated. In fact, I remember when Tulsi Gabbard, mm -hmm. and I even hate that we're discussing it because I think to myself, who oh. is this woman? She's a, you know, Please go in, Jimmy. Con. Please go in. She's a failed presidential candidate. Yeah. She only pr practically exists on Twitter. And the fact that we're giving her oxygen is what makes her relevant, that we're talking about her on hot topics. But on the other hand, how do you not call out something that is repeating mm -hmm. false Russian propaganda? By the way, do you ever watch clips of The View and go, who is this woman, Anna Navarro? <laughs> Have you ever seen, she, who is this woman, Tulsi Gabbard? I'll tell you she is. She's a former congresswoman. She's, go in, uh, Jimmy, go in. Go in, and, Jimmy. Uh, military right now, serving in those wars you cheerlead. And everybody knows who she is. Uh, she's the one who almost single-handedly knocked Kamala Harris out of the primary. That's true. Uh, anyway, it's, okay. Yeah. So I just want to let you know, Anna Navarro was born in 1971 to a wealthy landowning family in Nicaragua. Oh, shit. She and her family moved to the United States in 1980 because of political turmoil, though her father stayed behind and continued to fight with the Contras against the Sandinista government. She was the, they're the bad guys. The Contras are the bad guys. 
In 1980, because of political turmoil, though her father stayed behind and continued to fight with the Contras <laughs> against the Sandinista government. She was the, they're the bad guys. The Contras are the bad guys. She later said the then, then U.S. President God, Ronald Reagan. This guy's legit one, and I always liked him a little bit, but like we've been watching this shit recently on Skill Sunrise the last six months. Not even six, maybe like. Four, I don't know, probably about six, maybe. He's killing me, dude. He's saying a lot of the same shit that I'm saying, too. It's just fucking... She later said the then-U.S. Then President Ronald Reagan's support of the Contras made her a lifelong Republican. She has served in a number of Republican administrations, including Jeb Bush's, uh, as well as being his director of immigration policy. Navarro was married to a lawyer and lobbyist, Al Cardenas, who has been named as the Washington, D.C.'s top lobbyist. <laughs> Hill newspaper. That's like, who she is. She's as swampy as it gets. A really oh. great person. Well, she's way worse than that even indicates. I mean, she is doing everything. She has I have no doubt about that, Max. Jimmy Dore from the future sent $3. Have you ever heard of Mick Fuentes? <laughs> everything she's falsely accusing Tucker Carlson and Tulsi Gabbard of she was she made her money her fortune and her husband as literal foreign agents as registered agents of foreign dictatorships and corrupt governments that looted their country's coffers and paid her hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars every few months to be their principal lobbyist in Washington wow one such government was the Nicaraguan neoliberal government of Arnaldo Aleman, who went to prison after stealing $100 million uh, in an embezzlement scheme. His uh, top lobbyist in Washington was Anna Navarro. Her husband, Al Cardenas, he was a guy, he was one of the main partners at Patton Boggs, big lobbying firm in Washington, has uh, some of the you know most autocratic and corrupt governments on its payroll, has clients. He represented... Um, Romeo Lucas Garcia, who is the former president of Gua Alex Jones, long-term memory sent $3. I will forgive Jimmy when he eats a luggy back from Alex, the eldest cozy streamer. <laughs> except no substitutes. I guess he is now that you mentioned that. I didn't think about that. He is the senior cozy streamer. You know, most autocratic and corrupt governments on its payroll as clients. He represented... Um, Romeo Lucas Garcia, who is the former president of Guatemala, who oversaw hundreds of massacres in a brutal counterinsurgency campaign. Anna Navarro went on to represent the corrupt neoliberal government of Tony Saka, Antonio Saka, you don't who sure. was from the Arena Party, which is the party of the Salvadoran Contras, uh -huh. founded by a guy named uh, Robert Debusson or blowtorch Bob because of his penchant for torturing, oh, murdering, and exterminating political rivals. Oh, shit. I mean, her forms are... I tweeted one of the forms out, her Farah forms, her foreign agent forms. She was making hundreds of thousands of dollars from these characters, and now she's running around accusing a media personality of being a foreign agent for a corrupt dictator. That's her. That's her. That's her. <laughs> That's, so this gets See, worse. you know what? I'm glad they went deep into that because I didn't even know that. I knew what a piece of shit she was and how she worked for the Bushes and, you know, as a neocon fucking garbage person. But I think this could. It's going to get worse. 
has been brought down. They used to arrest people for doing stuff like this. If they thought... You know what? Just arrest this bitch, too. You were they want... They're calling for them to be arrested. They used to arrest people for criticizing their government. What happened? What Where happened? America today? What happened? We used to not have a First Amendment. Oh, yeah. We got... Well, you got Julian Assange, but... Arrest, that, arrest, what, Tulsi Gabbard. This is what, this is what uh, Whoopi Goldberg should be suspended from The View for. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Uh, colluding with a Russian agent. If they thought you were putting out information or taking information and handing over to Russia, yeah. they used to actually investigate stuff like this. And I guess now, you know, there seems to be no... We need, a, need an investigation from the Ministry of Truth to see if you're lying. This is unreal. And then arrest you. That's what she was calling for. That's Neon Nicker sent ten dollars. Never take anything lesbian says seriously. <laughs> That's a little musical interlude. Beta, you are a lesbian. Lesbian. Oh shit! Shout out JLP. Lesbian. Lesbian. Ah, I cut off. No, I forgot I don't have a setup over here. I'll turn it back on a minute. It's the genius of Whoopi Goldberg. So... If, yeah, she should really stick to Holocaust scholarship and she really, oh, she should really no. stick to the legal stuff. So if Whoopi Goldberg had a hand in writing the Constitution... She should, unironically, just stick to that. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> History of the Holocaust with Whoopi Goldberg. Would you watch that? I'd fucking watch that. Like, there's just no doubt. Oh, fuck. Is this it? Yeah, this is it. Okay. Wow, that was easy. You are a lesbian. Lesbian. Don't you like that word? Lesbian. 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 Damn, that has some heat on it. We wouldn't have freedom or liberty in this in this country. She would be, you're not allowed to, if you're criticizing our government, especially during war, you should be investigated and arrested. You're not allowed to dissent. So this is all them repeating CIA and State Department talking points to shame dissent and shut down dissent 
for war. This is how they manufacture consent for war. Whoopi Goldberg is manufacturing consent for war along with the rest of the empty-headed morons who are on that show called The View. The dumbest women in the world are on The View. And Whoopi Goldberg is the leader of the dumb. I don't know if she's the dumbest one. And people are not being told to hate Putin. Putin doesn't need a reason to be hated. It's Really? People aren't being told to hate Putin. Did you know that? Did you know that, Max? People aren't being told to hate Putin, except they're being told every minute of the day. And if you don't hate Putin, you should be investigated. I guarantee you Putin has more name recognition in the U.S. than the next Republican presidential nominee. That's, that's unless right. It, unless it's Trump. Pretty much clear. He started a war. He started a war. An unnecessary but this war is kind that of nobody like, wanted. Isn't this contributing? Who else started an unnecessary war that nobody wanted? Uh, let me guess. Oh, it was the United States. Killed a million people in Iraq. Had a torture program. A bunch of Still goes on today. We have the torture facility in Cuba. <laughs> Who turned Libya into a failed state with open slave martins? We did that. Who dropped more bombs? They had to rain out of bombs. We dropped so many bombs in Syria. These people are the most clueless, empty-headed, moron, idiot disses <laughs> in the world. And what they're doing is manufacturing consent for a war that's going to slaughter the very people they claim to care about. They're manufacturing Agree. consent for that. A thousand hundred million percent. The death and destruction of the country and the civilians. Well, this is why I say, how can people, how can they pat themselves on the back and say, good job? When you know he just blew up a... Yeah, you're right. He could mention January 6th. Neon, you're right about that. Up a a hospital with children. Well, well, Fox viewers know it. They see it. Fox viewers do know it. My concern also is, do the Russian people don't know it? I know this weekend, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think Instagram uh, was taken down in Russia. They really are. They almost have a digital curtain now over all information coming out. Unlike here in the United (laughs) States. Unlike here in the United States. Where they uh, no, she she wants a digital. I mean, that's what they're point asking for. That's the whole. Is, <laughs> go ahead, yeah. man. By the way, I saw Rittenhouse put this out. Let me pull this up. I saw it a minute ago. I meant to pull it up, but. <laughs> that's right, bro. Oh no! He's holding the gas pump podcast game. No, no, no. <laughs> X. Yeah, no. The whole point of this is, you know, give us our own digital curtain. That's exactly they're they're calling for the investigation and arrest of the people. Not only to shut them down, have Fox News take them off the air and no, shut them down. Good, yeah. They're calling for their investigation and arrest. Of course, they're going crazy about it on Twitter. <laughs> Much worse than what they're claiming to care about. Ew, Instagram. <laughs> Of Russia, and I think a lot of Russians, they've been reporting, they believe that, that, that this war is some sort of great mission. They think it's a peacekeeping uh, mission because that's what's being reported on Except TV. for the people who are out well, protesting. Well, right, but in the same yes. way, that it almost yes. seems impossible to believe. And then you realize there's people in America who think January 6th was, you know, some sort of patriotic So you knew she was going to bring January 6th in there somehow. So that's the end of that clip. That is, they are the exact thing they claim to hate. 
He didn't he go in on it, but you could tell. Russian, everybody's a he didn't go in on it, but you could tell he was sca- he wanted to, didn't he? I could tell. They should be investigated and arrested. What happened to this country? Didn't we used to intimidate, blackball, and arrest and investigate <laughs> people who were dissenters? Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, let's consider what's really happening here. Do we think that Whoopi Goldberg, Anna Navarro, who was a proxy for the Biden campaign, and the rest of these characters, I barely even know who they are. Like, I'll see, I'll see them on silent when I'm like getting my hair cut. I don't even know who the, I don't even know who they are. But do we think they just sat around in the green room planning this themselves? No. What happened here was very similar in my estimation, or or what what I think happened here is very similar to what recently happened with thirty top. Zoomer and millennial yes. uh, TikTok influencers True. where the White House gathered them, told them what to say, and gave them talk pro like talking points on escalating the war and pushing back against all the anti-war and anti-imperialist TikToker TikTokers that are gaining huge followings. And then they were promoted through corporate media and pro-Biden, pro-Democratic Party channels. And so that's what happened here. They were briefed. They were given talking points from the top. This is being fed to them by the White House, the white, a White House that cannot face the people, a White House that cannot communicate directly with the American public. They need to use as intermediaries some of the most banal and stupid people (laughs) in our society to push back against something they never (laughs) saw coming, which is a Fox News host. And a former U.S. soldier and, con- and member of Congress. She's not former uh, U.S. soldier. She's a former member of Congress. She's a current, currently serving officer. Current, the- current member of the military, uh, ripping to shreds the official narrative, day after day, night after night. So this 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 call for arresting media personalities, this call for arresting people who dissent from the official neocon interventionist narrative that is being pushed by the Blinken State Department, especially, and from within the Biden NSC, this is coming from the top. This is coming from our government. It's not just a bunch of rogue, uh, stupid, media daytime media personalities who are pushing this. This is the real thing, and it's coordinated. That's why we saw Claire McCaskill, who's another top uh, Biden surrogate, former Democratic senator from Missouri, call oh. Tucker Carlson a borderline traitor using the same language. And we heard uh, Hillary Clinton. He's right. I didn't even know she did that. But if that's happening, then these are talking points coming out from the top. Then, yeah. Call Tulsi Gabbard a traitor in the past. So that's that's the first point I want to make. The second point is this narrative was kind of set up through what appears to be some disinformation campaign by the U.S. intelligence. It is true that Tucker Carlson segments are being aired on Russian media, on state media, like Channel One. Uh, They do that all the time with different U.S. media, then they have discussions of it. But we have this story that was where somehow Mother Jones, which was cited in this view uh, discussion, Mother Jones obtained a secret Russian government bulletin that was leaked uh, that pressed outlets to highlight Tucker Carlson's Putin helping broadcasts. That's the subtitle of the piece. It wasn't Mother Jones. It was David Korn. And who is David Korn? The biggest Russia gator there is. 
the biggest Russiagator and the most discredited Russiagator yes. because his entire book and all of his work was disowned by his own working partner, Michael Isakoff, yeah. because it was all based on the Steele dossier, the dodgy dossier <laughs> produced by a, a, a completely discredited former British MI6 agent based on lies and innuendo gathered from Russian sources that he paid. Uh, I, the whole thing's just been shot down. So that's who's getting these supposedly leaked Russian government documents. But, you know, some guy in, you know, the, the CIA, the State Department, the White House even could have said, yeah, our, our SIGINT cable, hey, David, uh, we, we got something for you. Our SIGINT yeah. cable intercepted this, or we've got a Russian source and we just turned them. Here's the document. So David Korn writes it up. It shows that, you know, Tucker Carlson is part of the Russian government's information warfare strategy. Then it goes cycled through the White House to The View, and they use it as the basis for calling him a traitor and investigating him. So this is basically a disinformation campaign being waged against us. Why? Because we have to look at the situation on the ground. Yeah, the Russian military has been suffering some losses. It's true. The Ukrainian military has been fighting pretty hard in some places, but it doesn't seem likely that the Ukrainian military is going to win or that they will win. That's why they're begging NATO and the U.S. for a no-fly zone. That's why Zelensky was in Congress calling for a no-fly zone today, because they yep. cannot hold off the Russian advance without the help of NATO and the U.S. military. So it's a similar situation to what we saw in Syria, and you've had Aaron Mate on so many times to talk about the Duma false flag staged event where a chemical weapons attack was blamed on the Assad government, the Syrian army, in Douma, Syria, April 2018. We know that it was, it was staged because the Organization for the Prohibition of Chemical Weapons investigators who are part of the fact-finding mission, who are there on the ground, who went to Martyr Square, uh, concisely and decisively and clinically demonstrated that it was so. And I knew it was at the beginning. Why? because this, these uh, Saudi and U.S.-backed forces had been solidly defeated and it was their only hope for triggering Western intervention, missile strikes. That's the situation the Ukrainian military finds itself in now. And they're doing everything they can to find some way of creating some pretext for the U.S. to intervene. And so they, you hear them saying, you hear Ukrainian officials, you hear U.S. officials say, number one, we expect Russia to commit a chemical attack. So we've heard that before. And now they're saying... We expect Russia to seize these bio, biological research labs and then release the dangerous pathogens to kill lots of people, which is crazy. It would go completely against their own interests. It would be the exact opposite of the Russian strategy. But that's what they're saying on The View. I mean, these aren't you know military experts. I don't think any of them know what happened in the Syrian war, but they're saying it because they're being fed these talking points. And this talking point is going out through British and U.S. press. So it's a very dangerous moment, and that's why they're so troubled that someone like Tucker Carlson or that RT could have been out there because those are the only figures with major platforms, or Tulsi Gabbard even, that can actually push back on such a narrative and that did push back on such a narrative. So they want to Really, when you think them, about it, suppress in terms them. of major figures, those are some of the only major figures pushing back on this. Them, I mean, literally, and, in the country. And apparently arrest them and put them on trial so that there's no challenge when this staged event occurs. 
and that's that's a really dangerous moment we're in where a foreign government and a foreign Shout military out Cozy, are we to drag our government and our military into World War III, and they'll do anything it takes to make that happen. That's um, exactly what I've been saying for a minute, yeah. If you can watch that video of those women on The View sit there and call for the arrest of people who dissent from war, and that doesn't make your skin crawl, then I guess we're different people because it should, because that's the real threat. Yep. See, uh, it's it's the propaganda. And once you ingest it and once you start repeating it and then you start hating other Americans and you start calling for the... I mean, this is, this is worse than any vi vaccine mandate hatred I could think of. They want to... They literally want to arrest people who have a dissenting point of view, even if they're in the military. Well, it's an extension of the the, the cozy crescendo extension of the whole, uh, you know, the the whole COVID the whole COVIDian mentality, which was not just uh, that everyone was compelled to demonstrate their compliance and their belief in official propaganda, but that a new category was created to shatter the solidarity of the 99%. I mean, we're divided in so many ways already, yep. but a new category was created, a phony, completely phony category, the unvaccinated versus the vaccinated. Yep. And the unvaccinated, uh -oh. were, were, millions of Americans were portrayed as unclean disease carriers who wanted to kill your children. Right. And prominent wow. media personalities openly and publicly Damn. celebrated and laughed about the deaths of this is one of the best videos that we played this year, for sure. Who wanted to kill your children. Right. And prominent media personalities openly and publicly celebrated and laughed about the deaths of people who uh, are unvaccinated. Unvaccinated people who tended to be unhealthy, uh, you know, conservative mm -hmm. radio hosts in their 70s. I mean, it was a whole subgenre of like Daily Beast. Yeah. Uh, shit lib media uh, reporting right. the deaths of the unvaccinated. And we were all supposed to, to, to cheer for that in this kind of ceremonial ritual demonstrating that we're on the good team. And so now that's all the unvaccinated have gone back to being the Russians. And, you know, as, as the Democrats stripped out COVID aid uh, to send military aid and weapons to Ukraine in the last appropriations. I mean, it's pretty amazing to watch it. Just Wait, who got the jab and got sick? Blumenthal? I didn't know that. Is that true? Immediately transfer. They're not even going to fund monoclonals anymore. <laughs> no, they, yep. That's yep. a new story. They're going to stop funding monoclonals, which treats COVID, and, 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 but they're going to give $10 billion to Ukraine. Hey, they're I literally, they're literally. Jimmy did. Oh, Jimmy did. Okay. A life-saving treatment to kill Russians. <laughs> Seems like I might counter. I kind of remember that. Come on, it's funny. I mean, it's it's funny. I, you you can only laugh. <laughs> All right, we got another segment or two. This, not this one. This one. Welcome to the program. Uh, Dobry. Listen. Uh -oh. side sent three dollars. Millions die, and you think it's funny. Wait, fuck? just watch this. Oh no, vaccines. You made a protest on state television. What is her hair, dude? That That's ridiculous. Around the world. I just want to know on a human level, how do you feel? Are you feeling scared right now? No. You know, I don't feel scared. 
But at the moment, of course, I feel a huge burden of responsibility. A bird's nest, a rat's nest, more like it. That my life has changed uh, irrevocably. By the way, this is the bitch who ran out with a banner on Russian state TV and said, hey, don't do war or whatever. Um, uh, I'm, uh, there's some sort of sad fate in store for me for the demarche on air, but I'm hoping that I won't face criminal charges. Uh, Marina, you were fined this week some 30,000 rubles for an unauthorized public event, is what the court said. Do you think you will get more punishment? Like Obviously, the idea of, of, of disrupting Kremlin propaganda with this new law could carry 15 years in jail, Gulag. much more punitive Gulag. sanctions in terms of fines. Are you concerned about that, or you think they won't do that to you? You know, Siberia, at the one moment, way ticket. I'm not too worried about it because. It was an administrative offense, and uh, I was handed a sentence, um, an administrative sentence, and uh, there is a criminal investigation underway. It's still ongoing, and I don't know what will happen You're going next. to Gulag for sure. Marina, can I just ask you, you are an ordinary Russian woman who worked for state television. You have two children. What on earth made you do this? How did you decide to do it? You know, I decided to do it spontaneously, but um, uh, the decision was... Good. Brazilian Hugh Hugh said $3. That's why they want the digital ID. Look at this segment. It points out all the holes in the narrative. A lot more people aren't buying a World War III. Twitter journalists are already talking about COVID infections again. Get ready, boys. Storm is coming. Get ready. I couldn't agree more. Brewing for quite a long time. You know, lately I have don't been crank it back up. I think so. A cognitive I just don't see him giving that away. More and more between my beliefs and what we say on air. It was a growing sense of dissatisfaction that kept increasing every year. And the war was the point of no return, when it was simply impossible to stay silent. And I realized that I would either need to do something or we will reach a, po a point of no return. And it will be more and more difficult to do anything. Marina, tell me physically how you were able to do it. I mean, could you just freely walk onto the set? Were you part of the nightly broadcast as a, you know, producer? How, how did you actually physically get access to the, to the, to the anchor set? You know, let's say that I was afraid until the last minute that I won't be able to do it, that it won't have the effect that I was expecting. Uh, we'll let you review the, that in the, the gulag. On channel one is a huge How long are we going to talk to this bitch? I'll see what else we got. I don't, don't want to finish the show uh, on this Open, open um, a plan area. I wouldn't finish anything on this bitch. 
and I was planning to stand back, um, but then I realized that I would not be visible and uh, the directors will uh, change the layout very quickly, I'll be arrested and it will over at, at once. Uh, but eventually I watched um, the scene technically and thought how to organize it. There we go. Anyway, she's going to be like, what about this? Well, shortly before the last presidential election, the New York Post did what journalists uh, okay, we will finish on supposed that. to do. They dug up news. They came up with a content. It's not a kill stream without some Tucker. Personal laptop, and boy, was there a lot on there. Not just the famous pictures of Hunter Biden putting M&Ms on his private parts. What? But also extensive evidence of the Biden family's long-term overseas influence peddling operation. How do they live in those big houses? Because they're getting paid off by foreign governments in exchange for favors, the Ukrainian government, among others. So we took a look at those claims and quickly confirmed that the laptop was authentic. And as part of that reporting process, we interviewed Tony Bobolinsky. He was mentioned in the laptop numerous times. Don't forget times. about tomorrow. But do not in forget a twist that will haunt us for the rest of our lives. That laptop was used as a pretext to impose a vast censorship regime on the United States of America. Big tech censored the New York Post on the basis that it was Russian disinformation. Joe Biden did the same. On the debate stage, citing 50 former intelligence officials, all of them liars, Biden again called the whole laptop story Russian disinformation. We are in a situation where we have foreign company countries trying to interfere in the outcome of our election. His own, own national security advisor told him that what is happening with his buddy, well, I, won't, I, shouldn't, well, I will, his buddy Rudy Giuliani, he's being used as a Russian pawn. He's being fed information that is Russian, that is not true. Foreign interference in yeah. our elections. Of course, the irony is the laptop showed that foreign companies and governments had been paying the Biden family in exchange for changing U.S. policy toward those countries, selling out our nation for cash. The Ukrainians most famously. But the rest of the media dutifully echoed Joe Biden's lie. Watch disinformation that he knows to be fabricated and supplied by a foreign intelligence service. And despite the warning, he's still doing it. You have said this entire wow. thing is so obviously a Russian plot. It's sort of a, a crazy quilt at this point, uh, which has a all the hallmarks of, of, of Russian disinformation. That said, it, it wasn't for lack of trying. Rudy basically functioning as a Russian asset by pushing Russian disinformation. CNN reported on Friday that U.S. authorities are seeing if those emails we just talked about are connected to an ongoing Russian disinformation effort. Huh. It's pretty amazing to look back at that. So a lot of the people you just are just cable news dingbats. They've never read a book in their lives. They have no idea what's going on. Oh, by the way, I see a couple of uh, super chat whatever. on. Uh... But a couple of the people in that montage are supposedly serious people who held positions of real authority. One of them. I'll play well, oh, shit. Sure. Before the last. Damn it, I did that. I can only play that. But a couple of the people in that montage are supposedly serious people who held positions of real authority. One of them, McFall, was the U.S. ambassador to Russia. Another one was a high FBI executive. And yet they all dutifully repeated the, safe, the same lie. Well, things have changed. Biden is now president. So the New York Times can admit what we all knew all along. The laptop is totally real. It's not Russian disinformation. According to the New York Times, quote, the Biden family's emails 
appear to have come from a laptop abandoned by Mr. Biden in a Delaware repair shop and were, quote, authenticated by people familiar with them and with the investigation. So this is a massive, massive win for the people, I guess, who were censored. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> of course, they're oh, my God, there he is uh, snorting a line off of him. Somebody's nether regions there. The red line says that not Tucker, of course, Hunter Biden in the tweet below. The, th the thin red line says lots of CIA bots in the comment section on Tucker's YouTube videos. I could use some help fighting them. Get in there, ladies and gentlemen, and get in here tomorrow. The kill stream. We're going all day long. I'm going to go ahead and sign off. It's almost midnight, one minute away. We put three hours in tonight. We put another four hours in earlier. We're going to put about 11 or 12 hours in tomorrow. That's the idea, at least. 8 p.m. Eastern, Destiny versus Nick Fuentes. But we're going to have a lot of guests all day long. Uh, Ramsey Paul, as I mentioned, Dalton Clodfelter stopping by. Mark Collett's coming by. Dick Masterson's coming by. And I'm probably going to add another guest or two. Uh, to the mix as well. We'll see what's going on tomorrow on the all-day extravaganza leading into the rematch. I don't know, is this like the third or fourth? But it's been quite some time, a couple years, uh, since we've seen uh, Steven Destiny Bonnell versus Nick Fuentes. And it's going to be on tomorrow, 8 p.m. Eastern. But the show starts much earlier, around 10 a.m. We're going all day with a kill stream extravaganza. Very cozy, that is correct. I'll see you guys tomorrow. I had a great day today. Thank you for the support. Can I just give another round of applause? Holy shit. Uh, well supported today and all week and all month, really, and all time, really. So thank you guys for that. And I'll see you tomorrow. Let's fucking go! Yeah! Woo!